0: north south connection it's friday and you know what that means episode 11 of you know what that means an aew podcast as always i am jordan duncan the host and as always with me i've said as always too many times is our co-host andrew Reesh. andrew as always how are you doing how are you i'm doing
1: pretty good man uh i'm a, i'm in a great mood um the our hometown heroes in football are in the super bowl <laughs> Yeah. not for the Joe Burrow (laughs) uh, LSU Tiger all-timer and Matthew Stafford Lions great that means the Saints and the Lions are in the Super Bowl
0: I basically I mean listen it is it is bizarre reactions to Stafford around here either people are so thrilled like so happy because we feel vindicated I'm on that side like I've always believed Stafford was legit like elite level quarterback but You know, he was on the Lions, and I knew that if he went somewhere else, he could prove it, and I feel vindicated in that first season there. He's in the Super Bowl. And then there's people who are like – and this is kind of like the the local sports personalities kind of take this take, like, oh, you should root for the Lions. Why are you rooting for Stafford? It's just – it's stupid, man. Like, it's so dumb. I'm so happy that a guy that gave his heart and soul to the worst franchise in the history of sports is there. And I said, in the this.
1: history of sports, in a in a sport that has the Islanders, yeah,
0: right, <laughs> dude. I I said this. I feel like this Super Bowl is the ultimate nut punch to the Lions franchise, no matter what, because either one, the quarterback that they had for dozen years is going to win, or two, a team's going to win that two years ago was two and fourteen, and they're going to. Show that you can rebuild a team in two seasons. Not also you don't a need sixty team, years to do
1: it. <laughs> also a team that had won a playoff game. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, their streak I was. How, I think nineteen
1: ninety one.
0: Yeah, I think their streak was older than the yeah. Lions. Like uh, the the it, Lions had won years. one more recently so
1: yeah i mean uh, it's been forever since the Bengals you know but it's funny i mean at this i mean we'll talk about AEW eventually but uh <laughs> but you know Joe Burrow he played you know LSU they call him the value Bengals mm-hmm. kind of I, I i would love to see the number of the market share for Louisiana for the AFC title game between the Chiefs and the Bengals oh. i have a silly feeling that that got the burrow bump yeah. kind of like dynamite is getting the sheldon bump
0: mm-hmm. from
1: Big Bang Theory as
0: it's Bazinga like
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's real. I think that Big Bang Theory reruns actually do help in that first segment.
0: Probably. I mean, like it's it's interesting. Like to me watching a show like as it comes on is so for Or Like I'm I'm very much because of streaming services, a binge watch a little later so i can fast forward through commercials same so i like i have have watched
1: tbs and watch tnt and sometimes i'll just catch up on rain page some other time
0: yep yeah so it's weird to me that there's still a lot of people out there who do it that way but it appears that those are the ones who are watching big bang theory and say oh let's give this wrestling show a try and if they watch it last week they heard an f-bomb in the first five minutes I
1: think they got a new social media team though for their because their social media team for Dynamite now is like so much worse than it was when it was on TNT. Mm. Like like the, like the hit like the memes don't hit as well. As I wonder used. if
0: it's like I wonder if that's a TNT slash TBS employee then. Right, if it's an AEW employee, interesting. That'd be something worth looking into. I guess that's one thing the Lions are good at is the Lions on TikTok are actually. Uh, pretty legit organization good trolls yeah really good good. king's
1: king's twitter account was one of the best trolls of them all
0: yeah yeah but
1: but you can take it too far remember when umbc beat virginia and the guy and the social media account basically just trolled for like days and days and days and people (laughs) were like all right dude we get it
0: i we get it you got (laughs) got your biggest win in history don't wear out
1: your welcome as george costanza said yeah you're
0: about to get waxed in your next game (laughs) like (laughs) So, but yeah, um, we got Matthew Stafford in the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. We were going to talk about Tom Brady in a little bit. This is not a football podcast. We promise. Is he
1: the Cody Rhodes of quarterbacks?
0: Who Tom Brady?
1: No, it was Matthew Stafford. <laughs>
0: uh, um, no, I think Stafford is more. Oh, gosh, this is a good discussion. Stafford is a guy who I think I think he's always been a baby face, but he's never been a main event baby face until late. Like who's like a mid card babyface that years after the fact got his push? Like Kofi Kingston. Is he like Kofi. Yeah, that'd be
1: that'd be fair. Yeah. I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm trying to think of maybe uh, a Der- Bobby Roode. You know okay. when he was like. Uh, but he was he's more of a heel, so that doesn't yeah. really work. So, um, yeah. but but yeah, like and Burrow is like. It's hard to say Josh Alexander or Darby Allen. Like it's yeah, one like of those the hot, guys. Young you
0: just, new. He star. just
1: shoots right to the strategy. Or Broad Breaker. <laughs> but he needs a little bit of help. Yeah. But because every, everybody does. Right. Like every even every wrestler who gets to the superstardom, they don't just literally like only Kurt Angle I think was the only one who just pushed through all the uh, uh, adversity and got to the top. Right. Uh, from this from the get go, Brock Lesnar I think he needed a little bit of the rub. Uh, Burrow definitely had help. Uh, and the the who, whoever I had said. Have you <laughs> seen the, Have you seen the
0: side? Side by side pictures of Burrow with that Nike necklace and like that old Rock picture. You yes, know, like- the,
1: the the Rock turtleneck. Someone brought yeah. that up to him, and he said he was trying to copy that right. The famous Rock turtleneck. That's picture. awesome. Right. Uh, sometimes, sometimes Ricky Starks will rock that uh, look when he's doing Rampage. Try to say as you heard
0: it here first: Joe Burrow versus the Rock at WrestleMania. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't have to go far it's in the same building in la next year right exactly. and that's the rumor i mean we don't have to talk about it too much because it's wwe stuff but the rumor is that the rock gonna be at the wrestlemania in la in 2023 oh okay that's the rumor interesting and that he could he could do texas brother
0: gotcha well speaking of texas we got a texas death match coming up here at aew we got a lot of stuff coming up if this is your first time listening what we are is a bi-weekly uh, aew podcast we We don't exclusively talk AEW, but we mostly talk AEW. We are not uh, adverse to dipping our toes into the waters of uh, other things, not even just wrestling. Obviously, we've been talking football the whole time. But me and Andrew get together every couple weeks. We talk about what's been happening in AEW, offer up our thoughts, our predictions, which are often comically wrong. (laughs) And... uh, and yeah just talk about everything happening in the uh, world of all elite wrestling so if this is your first time uh this is episode 11 thanks for listening uh feel Thank free you. to subscribe uh leave some feedback leave some ratings on the north south feed and take a listen to everything else out there uh, uh Aaron george is kind of launching a new thing have you heard have you seen this new thing that they're doing the crow the chronoso uh wrestlemania type deal have you seen that not yet is this
1: sort of a continuation of his uh greatest uh years the well year he, that fi- was? he
0: finished that up so what he's did okay I, ha- I haven't listened to it yet it sounds like they're doing it short little pod blasts about uh matches chronologically like the first was the first wrestlemania match which is uh the executioner versus was it tito santana first re- match in wrestlemania history Terry Gordy, yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, but so i haven't listened to it yet. but i think it's a short quick analysis of that and i think that's a series where they're going to be kind of maybe walking down the wrestlemania road uh i don't know if they're i don't know if they're reaching big and trying to get every match ever mm-hmm. um but uh i would like to say right now i do not volunteer for shane mcmahon versus the undertaker <laughs> i do not want to recap um,
1: that one question what was the first ever match on AEW pay-per-view not counting the pre-show
0: well, do we count um, uh, all, all In as an AEW uh, no. show?
1: All In. I, I would say no to All In. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just So qualify. the first
0: AEW pay-per-view Which ever. is the Double
1: or Nothing in 2019. So what was the first match? Oh, double or, or who nothing. won the first match? I'll even make it easier. Double
0: or Nothing 2019. Was it Hangman Paged?
1: No, it was SCU.
0: Oh, okay. All right, cool. They beat um Stronghearts. I believe. Okay. Oh, that was, was that, oh, what main event did that show?
1: The main event was Jericho and Omega, but it also had Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. That's right. And the Bucks and the Luchas. That's it's right. It's a good sh- And then Moxley, obviously, surprises at the end. Yeah. Uh. And he, uh, I guess he decided to repeat history.
0: Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, okay. Now I remember. That's a, the, oh, gosh, what is the Dragon Gate? Is that who the SCU Like, this the prom? Yeah, like, uh, Shima. Shira- uh, oh, and, right yeah i can't remember all their names but okay cool i'd have that's to go back and rewatch match. that that one's a little foggy to me i don't remember a whole lot about that i remember that was when awesome kong was around with brandy Rhodes, and that was
1: remember when that led to the nightmare collective oh, which was like God. one of the worst angles that,
0: that might be that the low point every day history like it it might yeah, be and um, remember.
1: remember the uh, um, I mean, we're just prancing around
0: now, but the yeah. Dark
1: Order segment where they were doing the beatdown and the job just I zooms in, the in on the punches.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was tough.
1: we were joking. That's Tony Khan took the booking away. The rumor is that the urban legend is that Tony Khan in the new year in 2020, uh, basically said I'm ta- I'm I'm running creative now, and it's not coincidental. Maybe it's not that. <laughs> the shows got a lot better like in the beginning of 2020, mm. right before COVID. And yeah. that's when they started beating NXT consistently in the ratings.
0: Yeah. And I remember that, that Dark Order beat them because it was kind of divisive because people were wary that it was going to be like the Young Bucks running wild over everybody because it was their company. But they just got laid out by Dark Order and then people crapped on it. So it's kind of like, well, you don't want them to win everything. And then here they are just totally putting a guy... Uh, uh, a faction over and you don't like that either you know but in 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 people's defense i don't think dark order was legitimate at all back then i think it was a little too quick and... i don't
1: think people knew who Stu grayson and evil Luna were
0: yeah exactly
1: for real so like uh even even the diehards so right so. but yeah that that one ended with moxley uh hitting his big debut and now he he's made a return
0: yep yeah back from um Uh, rehab, John Moxley, uh, kicked off, uh, Dynamite, uh, just, was this last week? Yeah, we, we recapped the two weeks worth, but Moxley came back last week, uh, slimmed down quite a bit. Um, -hmm. he's lost a lot of weight, probably in a good way. He's probably a lot healthier, uh, debuted. Uh, one thing I noticed about this return promo, other than him cursing out a fan was the crowd was, (laughs) the crowd was so silent for him. And I don't in a bad way. Like it was like they just gave him the respect to just let him talk. Like you go back and watch that; it's like you could hear a pin drop when he's pausing in between words. It's it's really interesting how the whole crowd seemed to be like, "Let's listen to this guy," rather than you know drunken shenanigans here and there. I thought that was,
1: and, and I, I think that's a victory for fandom because Me too. that's a situation where you know we had talked about this that you know uh, like the the reason i mean it's not necessary i mean his deal was alcohol addiction but that also could probably tie into like self-help or mental health Mm -hmm. and you just don't want to shame someone for trying to better themselves regardless of your opinion of them and so when so yeah he curses out the fan but then what's going to get into his 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 explanation of his absence where it's definitely a shoot Um, um the fans were not going to basically like try to uh, sabotage the promo. Right. They knew that this was like something close to him, and Moxley's not an emotional guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's emotive in terms of his anger and his rage. Yeah, he's
0: like twitchy but, and yeah.
1: But he's not a guy. He he he's not super, like he's not. He doesn't wear his heart on his strings type of deal. So yeah. when he was um, or pull the heartstrings. <laughs> I yeah. think that's wrong. Awesome. Yeah. But um, anyways, like when he starts talking in a way that seems to like really be touching, like nobody wants to ruin it. So he had like, I will say this, the promo was still, I mean, typical Moxley, <laughs> yeah. very, very straightforward, very, very passionate, inspiring, but also very, very dark. Yeah. Like, like the there's last a lot line of stuff in there about the scars on the inside yeah. that you should be afraid of showing them. I don't run from demons. I just beat the shit out of them. But he gets great lines like "I'm the only one in this business who's truly free," which is like how he's, and it's kind of true. Like he did GCW right after that. and We talked about how it was weird that he had gotten booked for the GCW show against um, God. I always forget who he who we wrestled on that show. Was it Janella? Oh, I, I thought it Janella? was. Uh,
0: I thought it was a pizza cutter guy.
1: Oh, no, it wasn't gauge. No, it wasn't gauge. I might be wrong about that, but um, mm. he um, but but Moxley wrestled in the GCW show and we said it wasn't even advertised for dynamite. That's really
0: weird. <laughs> yep. We talked um, about that. Yeah,
1: and that but there was also this this basically this embargo where TNT basically told AEW or Turner told AE- AEW now that they're on TBS that no surprise debuts or no surprise returns we want everything at least the day before to be advertised because unless it gets clearance from us like punk showing up uh because what happened is sting showed up as a surprise in 2020 and aw didn't tell the network and the network was mad yeah and so they could have hyped it I, i think that's why they had they announced it the day before yeah because Turner was like, "We need to hype this up," and it worked because it was the highest-rated segment of the show. I think that show actually raw in the eighteen to forty-nine head-to-head.
0: Head. It's a very interesting like philosophy that AEW's been using with their shows. I mean, with the, the Moxie return and with the Danielson and Page matches, Danielson and Omega. It seems like when they've got something, and I think this will be interesting. We tape on it, today. so by the time this episode comes out dynamite will have happened so we don't know if we're right or wrong i wonder if this week's dynamite starts with punk mjf because it seems like when they have something that they know the fans are going to see they start with it rather than build to it uh, yeah and, and i think they've got a track record of okay this is this is it's almost like main event first
1: start strong finish strong
0: Yep, right so i, I wonder if punk mjf starts dynamite I, I tend to think it won't i think that'll main event
1: i'll go the other way and say yes okay
0: i'll say that
1: because just like that how they started the uh, the chicago show the week of thanksgiving yeah with that epic promo uh now that we're talking about punk and jim jf that um led to uh that that promo that had like i think it's got like three million views now on on their youtube channel it's like one of their most popular videos along the 20 other orange cassidy ones yeah right uh (laughs) (laughs) he is so popular for real but um uh Yeah, like I think that just like that one started that dynamite, this one will open the dynamite too. But you could convince me it'll go as the main event too.
0: Yeah. I mean we talked – before we went on the air, we thought – we, I was under the impression Hangman Page and Lance Archer was this week's dynamite. But that's actually February 9th, uh, so that will be the dynamite after this show comes out. Yeah, in Um, Atlantic City. Yeah, in a Texas death match. (laughs) What?! (laughs) Texas i mean look, in Atlanta. look that's Atlanta. where the Atlantic
1: trump plaza is. was and texas always, <laughs> always votes trump
0: <laughs> texas texas does <laughs> match very big very good uh let's go back to moxley for one second uh i mean he's hide his his personal demons obviously he's battling alcoholism he's back he's went to rehab we have to assume he's clean i I've always thought his biggest skill was not in ring, but his creativity. I wonder if with a sober mind, is he going to be even more, I guess for lack of a better term, is he going to be more elite than we'd have ever seen? Do you think he's going to even ratchet it up more? We're going to see better promos because that was a heck of a promo. I love the last line because again, he left because of drinking is the only thing I drink now is blood. I'm like, Holy crap, dude.
1: Yeah. That was, a, that was pretty crazy. Yes. Um, yeah, like, like, you make a great point that one of Moxley's greatest strengths is that he's able to fill in the gaps. Yep. Like, he can fill in that time. Yep. Like, even his head twitching and, mm-hmm. like, the way he just kind of always, like, it's almost looked like he's talking to himself because he's a psychopath, a lunatic fringe, as he was called in the WWE. Um, now he's called Mox I, in
0: the WWE. By the way. That's what I was going <laughs> to tell you. Did you. What did you think of that? I, 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 wonder if it was a, I wonder if it was, like, a mistake. I, I really do. I don't know it's for for those who may be listening and not not understanding uh on commentary at the royal rumble uh, when reigns and rollins were wrestling each other they referred they were talking about the shield of course because seth rollins dressed in his shield garb and they referenced dean ambrose as mox uh i think AEW they know name. that dean
1: ambrose is just not cool
0: yeah. moxley's cool that's that's true <laughs>
1: and they're trying to get with these keys <laughs> yep was it was
0: it mcafee that did it that said it
1: Pat McAfee said it in the commentary, but Seth Rollins in the dueling promo also said it. Oh, I didn't live. know that. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So
1: it was. It's. It's. It, it, yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah, it, it's. Um, it's so rare for WWE to like acknowledge anything outside of theirs. It's so rare.
1: Yeah, very much so. Uh, unless, unless it benefits them if they sign them, which. Right. Right. I mean, we talked a lot about the Cody thing. We can we'll we'll venture to that later when we talk about the TNT unification ladder match. But, excuse me. Um yeah, like we we haven't gotten to that point, but for Moxley, you know, AEW is home for him. I, you know, it, it, that's been confirmed. I know there were some rumors maybe he'll go back to the Rumble because <clears> <throat> he's on the outs and he's taking a break. Yeah. Or in such and such that's not the But um yeah, he 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 treasured I think a lot of wrestlers like leo rush they treasure their independence they mm-hmm. like being freelance they like being able to go to other places and test themselves or scratch an itch that they would have never been able to do had they been in the state in the wwe and i <clears throat> i understand that and i think <clears throat> excuse me i think oh this has been, not You've be been drink, I have
0: you this. been drinking blood
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the house of black they yeah. got it to my house yeah.
0: andrew's been corrupted
1: <laughs> the corrupted mist. Yeah. Where is it? But um,
2: <laughs>
1: um, but the thing with uh, the thing with like Tony does deserve some like credit for being able to give them that opportunity. But if you're, you know, even a Joey Janela is able to go out there and do a match. But also, Joey Janela <clears throat> is a lower card guy who's trying to make a name for himself. So yeah. <laughs> I can understand like. I yeah. can understand why other wrestlers would like to do a contract on that tier uh, where they are able to do other things. But for Moxley, he does it because he wants to. Yeah. And when you feel like you can do what you want, it's not necessarily an enabling. Like Enabling a wrestler to wrestle is great. Um, I just hope that that sense of being free and independent in his career doesn't reflect his behaviors that
0: he had kind of like – Sure, that's a good that's a good into, point.
1: Like yeah. I'm gonna do what like I want. Like how
0: free is is safe? Correct. For you. Like yeah. how much
1: self control can you have while keeping your relevance as this right. wild man on the indies?
0: Right. And and we've kind of seen a couple hints. Obviously, his program seems to be headed somewhere with uh, Brian Danielson as they've kind of stared each other down a couple times. I'm I'm interested in if Danielson attacks his personal. Sp- struggles because that seems like right up the alley of heel danielson like to mock a guy for needing alcohol you know to, needing to rely on uh performance enhancements or or substance abuse to make the day where he can just go out there and fight you know like it seems yeah, like the it, natural it, it like path a that they'll go. thing like yeah.
1: remember when the uh remember when the undertaker got in brock's face after he lost to, uh came velasquez yeah like that's what it looked like. Right. <laughs> he was he was almost like not I wouldn't say mocking him. That would yeah. be insensitive. But I would say more like um uh, like kind of feeling him out.
0: Right. I, I think and think it would be uh, interesting because when you dabble into the real world struggles like that with a storyline you could you could miss pretty bad you know like i i think of road warrior hawk and jeff his, hardy and Sheamus. yeah like those are oh th- those God, are some big misses but i don't think it's necessarily off limits i think it could be done right um and i'm trying to think i'm sure there's some examples of it being uh, done
1: CM, right. cm cm punk and chris jericho yeah that's when he a good was one challenging his sobriety Yeah. that was okay yeah you know yeah
0: I, I think you just got to toe the line and the
1: edge, Matt Hardy, Lita thing. They were able to turn that into something. Yeah, that's actually really good. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, uh, the, the real life stuff always seems to have a little bit more juice, and then I just hope that they that they handle it well. And I, I, I trust that they will. They've earned my trust, you know. Whereas, unfortunately, other companies like WWE has lost my trust, and it would kind of be. I'll believe it when I see it. Whereas AEW is more—I'll believe they'll mess it up when I see it. So,
1: by the way, um, almost two million views for that one portion that has a screen cap of Danielson looking on at uh, Moxley. Oh wow! Um, I just want to like maybe it's just—it's just—I'm not trying to say like you know the the superstars are eating up all the cap space, but it does seem like you know Danielson, Moxley, Punk,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Kenny. Like these are the guys that the people mainly want to see, or at least the more casual viewers yeah. want to see.
0: Yeah. I, I think Cole, uh, Adam Cole is out there a lot too.
1: Right, true, true. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Bert Baker. DMD. Yeah, yeah,
0: but, but yeah, they seem to be your top your top guys. So uh, let's see where are we at. We talked Mox uh, coming back. Um, <laughs> I think this is, you touched on. You know, actually, let's go up a little bit uh, in our notes uh, because uh, tomorrow, uh, as of t- our taping tonight. Tomorrow is uh the big dynamite in Chicago. Uh, we talked about it briefly. But CM Punk and MJF are finally meeting in the ring. I'm interested that it's interesting that they're about to pay per view. This is a dynamite match. Um, I think
1: because Revolution was too far out.
0: I think so too. And I don't yeah. think it's like a oh, we're gonna get a nothing finish and then they'll I think I think this will be fairly definitive. Um and you put a a good question in our notes. It says, is it important for either man to get a victory over the other? Because Punk is undefeated and MJF, you can count his losses on one hand. So is Unless it... it's
1: Captain Sean Dean. Right, <laughs>
0: exactly. So it's like, is it important? I guess the question I'll ask you, Andrews, who do you think it's more important, the win is more important for? Do you think there is one guy who it's more important that he wins than the other?
1: I go with MJF because I always default to the up-and-comer, and yeah, MJF in this situation is the up-and-comer. Yeah. So, I think it would be more important for him. Um, you know, I mean, Jericho, you know, we can question Jericho's in-ring ability at this point. Whether or not he has, like, middling feuds now, but he was very gracious in giving MJF so many wins yeah. before he finally got the win back. Yeah. Everybody hated the fact that Jericho got that one last win back. It's like, dude, like MJF beat him three times. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that's gonna happen here. So, like for example, like maybe they do a rematch at Revolution because MJF beats him. Mm. Like I I can see a scenario like that where they up the ante with a stipulation. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Punk won. Uh, The the if you do the classic booking formula, the the segment before this where they were interacting on dynamite punk gets a beat down the pinnacle and mjf literally does crisscross applesauce on his pro that was pretty great (laughs) so if you go with the old timey formula of weekly episodic wrestling television which tony khan sometimes like to he likes to zig instead of zag that means oh mjf is on top that means punk's winning yeah so but that doesn't always mean that you know Mm. that's kind of the trick so we'll see where it goes i mean i think it's important for more important for mjf yep. um i think for punk he's pretty protected um it would be something that would stay there if his if his first loss was against mjf and it mm-hmm. kind of drove him mad to try to get a rematch yeah instead yeah. of mjf like coaxing him constantly uh, and prying at him until he finally wants to wrestle him and now now CM Punk is just so like uh, CM Punk's been the one who's been super aggressive trying to get a match out of MJF so <laughs> that that would be an interesting ploy if MJF is able to squeeze out the win he's like ah, I got to win against you I don't have to face you yeah
0: I think you're right I think it's more important for MJF I also think I don't think either guy really suffers from a loss here you know, I don't think like, oh, he's got to win because he can't lose. I don't think that's the case with either guy. Like, I think you could come up with a scenario for either guy to to lose. and It's not going to hurt him in the long run. Uh, I'm going to go. I think I think Punk's going to win, though. And uh, the reason why is AEW does seem to have a good track record of the hometown heroes winning in their hometown. Uh, and since it is in Chicago, I feel like Punk wins. Now, I don't know if it's, like, clean as a sheet. I don't know if it's some Wardlow shenanigans. Uh, right. I mean, this could be the big Wardlow turn. I don't think the Wardlow turn happens just yet. I think that whole TNT title match opportunity thing is when we're going to see that. Um but that's a, there's one. There's one
1: thing I don't want to see, and I know it's an easy ploy, but you and I have talked about how we've kind of grown tired of it. The big surprise debut to spoil the victory. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see that. Yeah. I I'm just nice, want to see this, this really work itself out. Um, I will kind of pivot back to the one where we talked about will it go first or last. I'm starting to veer now towards your thinking of it going last, and I was thinking about it because. When Hangman and Danielson and a lot of these other wrestlers, they go out there, they want to have broadways. They want to go out there and have as much ring time as, sure. as they possibly can uh, to kind of flesh out the match, especially Danielson, which I totally understand. With, and the reason why you do that is because if you do it at the start of the show, you can you can stretch it yeah. out longer than it was supposed to be and just make up for the other segments. Yeah, then you
0: can like, shorten your Layla Hirsch matches or correct. You know, stuff I like that. I don't think
1: shortening Punk-MJF is going to be a problem. No. Like, cause I think they can have a really fun minute match, and I'm not trying to say they're limited wrestlers. I'm just saying they don't need a lot of time to tell the story.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the story has been told. The story has been that Punk True. can't get his hands on him, and now MJF has nowhere to go if they have to fight. So, I'm looking forward to it, though. Uh, I think MJF is underrated in the ring. I think everyone obviously speaks on his promo abilities, but when he has matches. He delivers like he's I wouldn't say he's had a match where it's like, oh, that was the match of the show. Maybe the match with Darby was really good, but he delivers like I can't think of a big time match where I'm like, well, that stunk. Even the Jericho match was was fine, you know, um, at All Out. Uh, That might be maybe the, the worst one, but I would say like worse as in like three stars. You know, yeah, so. it
1: wasn't terrible. Right, exactly. You know, so. the only one I'm really bad, in, I can't, I can't blame, was the one in Grand Slam with Brian Pillman Jr. That was the. One,
0: yeah, and bro. I don't even consider that like a big match. Like that was right. Big match for that Pillman, was kind of like let's just
1: plug this hole in so we can get MJF on the card. Yeah, uh, the can, super mega card, right? Where
0: are they going to release Brian Pillman. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny, like, I'm, I'm super positive Well, I don't about know, AEW. man, the Bengals might win the Super That's Bowl true. I don't think you can do it now I'm so positive towards <laughs> AEW, but then there's a couple Certain people I'm just like, this dude sucks You
1: know he's gonna bust out those Bengals Oh, uh,
0: yeah the- Oh, yeah, like, it's so stupid I can't stand that guy so did he play? Didn't his dad play? Yeah, uh, yeah. Brian Pillman yeah. Sr. did play for the Bengals And I believe right, he was right. a defensive player uh,
1: Sam Weiss, yeah, was his uh, coach
0: so yeah, I mean, back it had to be. I mean, he was a wrestler in the '80s, so it had to be early '80s, like mid '80s. I don't know. I don't know if the Bengals were any MJF good back played
1: then. football too, um, in Long Island, some Long Island high school, <laughs> as we as we were explained in his homecoming. Yeah, did he but, play with um, like the
0: impractical jokers around his team or something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should Scott Scott Criscola on the main event said we should have the impractical jokers' true TV title. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Where the I, you know what the stipulations of the match is who can do the best gag the funny thing funny.
0: is if you do you watch any practical jokers
1: i uh I, I watch it every now and then so
0: so sale and q i think it yes q they're both big time wrestling fans so they could absolutely pro- we talk the Joker's into doing that if something they wanted. Can I, can I ask
1: you a question? Does this Affirmation Q have access to any Reddit boards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, hang on, he just dropped something. Oh, <laughs> Storm Winter is coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, I do like I did like the promo that MJF cut on punk where he talked about i'm gonna i'm gonna make you leave wrestling again it's an yeah. easy trope because he did punk did leave and he came back but punk I, I did like this part he retorted and he says that leaving and coming back was the best thing i ever did yeah you know and i actually kind of like that it's sort of it, 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 it's the idea like it's almost like mj I and mean, i know a lot of people like to liken him because of the first dance and chicago and such and such but the idea of like when Jordan left. And then he came back and he and and he had to get all the way back up there to um to prove he was still the best.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That made him even that made him even greater in people's minds. But the thing is, and we talked about this when we were being all out way back in our first show, is that Jordan didn't win the title the first year he came back.
0: Yep. Okay. So at
1: some point Nick Anderson Punks waxed him. A- <laughs> Right, he took yeah. the. He said, 45 ain't twenty-three. Yep. Maybe Punk's wearing forty on on dynamite, and he loses."
0: Gosh, what if he came yeah. out in a Jordan forty-five jersey? Oh, oh then man. we know he's. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> pinstripe remember those pinstripe chicago jerseys oh god the black ones oh. i wanted that so bad Redis. when i was a kid yeah Man. very rarely i mean every alternate
1: jerseys in all walks of sports are normal now they were very not normal in the late 90s yep. so like when they wore them it was a special occasion yep. like i remember when the lakers would wear their whites they only wore sundays and holidays yep and it was like a special thing yep. now i don't even know what they're wearing anymore
0: anymore. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Like, i watch some basketball now. Like, don't even get me started on what the Utah Jazz has done to their uniforms and their colors. It's Well,
1: like, they threw yellow in there. Yeah, it's they like, hey, no magic.
0: it's like someone yeah. saw a vomit and decided that was their new colors.
1: <laughs> the Magic threw orange in theirs out of nowhere. Like, where did orange come in for the Magic? I don't like,
0: know. That's the color of basketball.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, we'll see. Someone yeah. said that because if it's the Rams and the Bengals, we should have the first ever color rush Super Bowl, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> i did see a, a plea on twitter uh to let the rams wear a specific uniform i can't remember which one it was but anyways yes because
1: um, if we make them wear road jerseys in their home stadium that'll really flip the momentum right yeah <laughs>
0: that'll change everything <laughs> uh but uh speaking of stadiums stuff like that so again uh dynamite is in chicago and you posed a good question in our notes um since going back on the road last summer you know with the punk return and stuff like that uh, this is the fifth time AEW has done a Dynamite Rampage or a pay per view in Chicago. So five times uh, since summer. Is it overkill? Is it tapping a, a hungry market? Like, how much is too much in one city? Like, are they are they drying? Are they, are they squeezing the well too dry, or are they going back to the well because it's still bountiful? I guess is the question. I think we saw that in the Carolina shows. You and I were talking a couple weeks back. Remember, I was texting him, I'm like, this show looks empty. What's going yeah, on? Yeah,
1: the ones where they had, like, the Battle of the Bells yeah, and the Dynamite. I, I, think, I
0: think they overstayed their welcome in the Carolinas. And I I, I guess we'll, it's a wait and see because we're taping again before the show. I feel like this Chicago show is going to be a big deal. But I get what you're saying, that you can only go back so many times in such a short period before somebody's going to be like, eh, I was just there two months ago. I'm not going to go tonight, you know? So how much yeah, is and, too much? You know, like
1: I mean, the population in Chicago is, is terrific. It's a sure. big, it's a giant market. So, like for example, when the Cubs won the World Series, obviously there was so much behind it. Uh, shout out Steve Willie, but the uh, the the fact that it was the Cubs winning and they were the most they're the most beloved team in um, in Chicago. All due respect to the White Sox. That it got a huge market share and it and it pivoted ratings to like record ratings for Major League Baseball because it has there's it's just a very populous you know state or county or. T- or city yeah. metropolitan city like one of the biggest uh i think that's one of the reasons why they got out of new orleans until eight, they kicked it to, to april because even though new orleans is a good like tourism market you know cove is still around and tourism hasn't perked all the way back up yet and it's also a very small market it is not a big city mm-hmm. you know so i guess they want something where we can do a fan fest we can book this convention hall we can do this we can try to make an event out of it, which they're doing for Revolution in Orlando, but they also did the same thing for Out when they had that in Chicago at mm-hmm. the Hoffman Estates. There's also, I believe, what, like three different arenas? Yes, or four. There is. There's the All-State Arena. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yep. They have the United Center, which they did the first dance for. It got the huge sellout for yep. Punk because everyone knew he was coming. And uh, Hoffman Estates. And then this one is in uh, the Wind Trust Arena, where yep. they've had a couple of shows before, including the one in Thanksgiving of last year. So... They, I mean, the inventory is there, the venues are there, so that kind of makes sense. But yeah, you do see some worry, like you know, New Jersey, like they went to New Jersey and the uh, East Coast for the TBS show, and they did new work, but it it got like four thousand less than the time before. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to like over, like like you said, like overstay your welcome. I think the Mid Atlantic, and I know Tony Khan really respects certain markets from the past and the territory era of like man Philadelphia and um uh, or uh, San Diego and like or Portland and yeah Portland Don Owen and like <laughs> <laughs> Mid Atlantic Jimmy Crockett and like Davy <laughs> out here and that'll bring that'll bring all the I'll uh, bring all the blue hairs out, <laughs> but um the truth is like it's like it's like it's like the um. It's like the ecosystem of, of, like, what what teams are relevant in the sp- in sports leagues. It's like it changes. Yeah. It evolves. Like, yeah. you can't just keep, keep a lot. Out. Now, if you're New York or Boston or Chicago, that makes sense. Like, those are markets that are just continu- – you can continue. It's like an oil field. You can just keep tapping it and tapping it until the earth is dead and gone. There are other markets that seem fruitful because you had one nice um, – one nice gate and then you go back not there yeah you know uh, so we'll we'll see how it goes i mean i'm i just worry that's a little too much i mean i know it's a great market new japan just announced they're gonna have their next mega show there Mm. so um and wwe's not going there either
0: i I think one strength with chicago too that People who not from that area don't realize is how close I was to other pretty big areas. Like I'm in the Detroit area. I'm about twenty minutes from Detroit. Chicago's only four hours for me. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make the drive to a dynamite, but I I talked about going to all out. Like for me, four hours is drivable for a pay per view. Uh, so Detroit within distance of chicago indianapolis uh that's a market that's within distance of chicago uh madison wisconsin uh is within distance of chicago even cleveland's probably like five hours so i mean those are five pretty sizable cities and and markets themselves that chicago can pull people in from too you know so it's not just chicagoland but people who are close enough to where if you've got the right card or the right combo you might get some people from there like all out i think was not just chicago fans but like midwest fans you know what i mean Yeah, no, punk i do
1: such a huge draw but listen right. we're not going to seattle because we have brian danielson exactly yeah. <laughs> you know right i mean he it, I, I understand that punk is an enormous draw and like if he goes if you go to chicago and punk's the top mac this coming week yeah people are going to go out are they going to go out in droves every single time like they right. did in august right. last year i don't know like i'm kind of curious to see like the way the tracking looks like it's a about the same as the one in November, about seven thousand, which is nothing to sniff at. That's close to a sellout in the Trust Arena. So they're they're going to do well. They're going to do well for themselves. If they did Hoffman Estates, they probably could have gotten ten. Yep. So uh, you know, it, it's it, and also there's a lot of history in Chicago with with you know past big shows. Like mm. the Punk's probably greatest moment was Money yeah, in the Bank. Bank. That was in 2011. That was there. There was a WrestleMania there, I believe, in 2006.
0: WrestleMania 13, I think was there which was Austin yeah right right. I
1: was also there Uh, so there's there's deep deep history oh SummerSlam was in the United Center that was like one of the first shows they ever had there I think they played there before the Bulls did
0: yeah they did I think so, one of one of the WrestleMania two locations was Chicago. I think. <laughs> yeah, it was the
1: three. Yeah, I just I think that was called the Rosemont Horizon. Rosemont Horizon. Uh, yeah, yep. I think. And that which was is there. also that that AEW you know, doesn't have the licensing there, but the story is that All State Arena, aka formerly the Rosemont Horizon, is one of the best ones for the rest of the performers because they say they say that the sound reverberates into the ring, the stage, and that it kind of gives them like a pump of a drink That's when cool. the crowd is like when they sell it out. Gotcha. So. But well, selling out, I, if you, if you looked at that Royal Rumble crowd, I don't know if selling out big, sh- big stadiums is in the cards at this point.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know.
1: They so, got a- out 40,000, but that was not full. You know that, The former Edward Jones Dome in the, St. Louis, that was not full.
0: Hmm. I didn't get to see it, but I trust I, <laughs> I have to
1: tell you, this, this is the first time ever in my life I fell asleep during the Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah, I mean the, the general ever, consensus. I, I haven't heard. Finished. I haven't heard a lot about bad about the women's match, um, other than I mean, maybe just being average. But the guys, I thought it was okay. The men's the match is the, the one King that people. Yeah, the men's match. People seem to be really really out on. I mean, you've seen them all. How would you, for me, 2015 is probably the worst uh, in terms of. Crowd reaction with Roman winning in Philadelphia, dumping Daniel Bryan like that. I think that's the lowest point in R- Rumble history. It wasn't that bad though, right?
1: Uh, okay. uh, I but it was one of the most boring. Gotcha. Like I would sometimes would
0: that's to, almost I'm, worse. You know? it's almost
1: on the level like the one, like like the one that uh, Rey Mysterio won, where I was okay. just like, like oh, Yeah, and it was also a very very predictable one. Yeah. That when you saw Brock Lesnar come out, you're like, "That one's winning." And but the same the thing with Ronda
0: Rousey. I still read Scott Keith, which is talk talk about a throwback. I, I still think he's funny. Like I read his reviews. The final four of the Men Rumble <laughs> was Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre. Okay, that's fine. Shane McMahon and Bad Bunny <laughs> were the other
1: two of <laughs> the final. And four. the story is that Shane McMahon booked the Rumble. I saw that. I don't know if you was read like, that.
0: Everyone was mad at him or something.
1: Yeah, they're like, like he was doing the Dusty move, where yeah. he's like, "Yeah, I, I'm gonna be last."
0: Yeah. Baby. <laughs> Here's what you do, baby. Give me all your finishes and I'll kick out <laughs> of them, baby.
1: <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it, uh, you know, whatever. We're on the road to WrestleMania. And, yeah. listen, the ratings reflected that. Like, they're perking up a little bit across Are we we about this?
0: Foot- yeah, I mean, football's, football's over. Football's out
1: the way. Yep. It's done. We got the Super Bowl, but that's it. Yep. So,
0: yeah, But that's not going to be a conflict of, of Raw, you know, so –
1: no, but there is a conflict upcoming, and that's that the winner lit starting on NBC's family of networks, which mm. is so USA. That bump USA. That moves Raw to Sci Fi for two weeks. Ooh. And I that's do not, not know. Rough. Smackdown was on FS1, not Ra- n- Raw
0: and NXT, or just Raw. Probably both. Uh, huh?
1: Raw and NXT will be on Sci Fi. Gosh,
0: NXT's numbers might be really bad in that. Sketch. I
1: don't even know what's on Sci Fi anymore. Like. Uh-huh. I, don't, I can't i mean i remember i used to watch x-files reruns
0: i used to but, watch it was like a like a reality competition for like uh makeup designers like special oh, effects yeah, face off face off that's what it's called that was yes cool
1: i i have seen uh an episode or two of that so i i'll take that back but hmm. um uh yeah like i remember that miniseries taken
0: oh yeah yep
1: I remember Battlestar Galactica was good, but I never watched Battlestar. Galacta.
0: And I, I remember Scare Texas, Scare Tactics with Tracy Morgan, who's kind of like a <laughs> kind of like punk, but you tried to make people crap their yes. pants. Yes, <laughs> so, yes.
1: But but um yeah so, Raw and then ECW. <sighs> but yeah. we don't want to talk about that. The but, mummy. Um, <laughs> the uh yeah Raw's gonna be going to Sci-Fi for two weeks, and I remember when NXT went to Sci-Fi during in the heat of the Wednesday Night War, and it, it got it's the same thing happened with ec A, A, ooh, ecw what am i thinking <laughs> aew when they moved to fridays and saturdays because yeah, they, they, they got by wax, the nba yep. playoffs mm-hmm. yep. correct
0: all right let's uh let's see what else we got going on uh we've got some contract issues leo rush who we mentioned earlier uh has basically announced that he's done with aew um that's a also b- got injured at PWG. Yeah, that's such a bummer to me because I mean, if you listen to our back episodes, I was gushing over him and Dante Martin as a tag team. I thought they were so, so fun. Uh, I think Leo Rush is an interesting uh, personality. I think he can talk. I think he's got a really interesting style. Um Very outspoken with the whole Tony Khan, big swole thing. Um, He's one of the guys that spoke up and basically one of his tweets was just, at Tony Khan, apologize. You know, like, (laughs) I mean, he's a guy who's never really uh, played politics or or played in them well. Um, He doesn't BS
1: people. And
0: and it's kind of the bummer is that it's like another burned bridge for this guy. Like, even if he's in the right, you know, standing up for swole there. and We talked briefly about Tony Khan and what a bad look that was. It's mm-hmm. just a bummer that you know he's burned bridges to WWE now AEW like as a, just as a performer that I enjoy watching the avenues to watch him are getting smaller by the day which kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, um, it's a situation where a lot of like all talent at some point you have to or even in every work environment at some point you have to hold your tongue. Like yeah. even if, even if it's against the the even even if it's does, goes against like, not your morality, but your ethics. Like, sure. you look at it and you say, man, that wasn't right. But if I pipe up, you know, I I look like I'm standing up for a higher principle or a better principle, but I'm also making things worse for myself. And Rush is just the kind of person who doesn't really mind making it worse for himself. Sure. And the problem is that that can easily be... Um, uh, twisted. The narrative can be twisted of, oh, you're toxic. Yep. You're a uh, you're yep. a locker room cancer. Yep. And I think, I mean, that happened in WWE. Didn't he get into it uh uh infamously with Mark Henry?
0: Yeah. Where uh, everyone had like of a head not, to head. Yeah. I mean, you hear stories about him in WWE. It's it's a real shame. And like like you said, I think there's some nobility in you know speaking your mind and thinking it's going to work well for me. I guess my hesitation would be. You also have to think: Is me speaking going to improve this situation? You know, like I think sometimes, gosh, is this, it just
1: just going to escalate
0: the tension? Exactly. Like, I, and it's such a discussion we on Twitter is going to escalate the tension. Exactly. You know, like I understand the outrage. I understand the passion behind it. I mean, especially when we talk about race, and as two white guys recording a podcast, we probably aren't qualified to get too in depth with this, but. I understand the the compelling need to speak. I guess I would just say, like, I wish he had thought like about what he said rather than just speak blurting. Like, I'm not saying don't speak, but maybe think about what you say before you say it. I think. Yeah, maybe-
1: and it, it it is a situation where, uh, especially if you're a minority wrestler, you feel offended. Sure. Like when you see something like that, regardless sure. of whose mouth it came out of. Yep. So. You definitely want to come. You want to leap to the defense, and and social media has given this platform for people to just immediately press send and say that's bullshit. Yeah. And you know, God bless you for standing by your principles. It's just like, you know, I was just listening to an interview between Renee Paquette and and the Jacks Jackson. She says she said what had been speculated that she well, did not want to get vaccinated. Yeah, okay. And. Do I agree with that notion? I'll just give you my personal take. No, I don't. I think that being vaccinated as a mandate is fine. But mm-hmm. not everybody agrees. And sure. if she stands up high enough to the point there, she says – or stands her ground and says, I just don't want to do something I don't want to do, hey, good for you. But there are consequences. Yeah. And those are the corporate consequences that you are willing to to take on it's it is what it is
0: yeah i agree i i I guess last thing on leo rush and then we'll move on because i don't want people who are listening and i think we've met well enough like i'm a fan of his i don't i don't think i'm anti leo rush in any way i i actually think wrestling needs more leo rushes backstage i think they need a little a few more guys who are willing to speak and i don't know why this comparison pops in my head but like we need less Sethunzes and more Leo Rushes. In the sense, like Seth Rollins is a guy who is high enough up on the card that he could speak, and like he never pipes in. If anything, like Seth Rollins has gotten himself into some heat over the years for punching down too much. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I, I think yeah, the, the
1: the worst ones are, and this is why Roman got a lot of flack when he was talking about. Uh, CM Punk, not right, right. I understood why he said it. You need to promote your company, but when you're in the up premier spot for like the the top money making wrestling promotion in the world, and you're shitting on people, you look like the you look like the worser person. Yep. yep. And that I think that was one of the reasons why a lot of AEW fans <clears throat> really got sideways about what Roman said. I kind of understood the the, the, re, the strategy behind it to try to devalue the opponent, weaken the opponent, mm-hmm. um, but you have to be careful with the way that you say it, because if you say it in a way where it just sounds personally demeaning, yep. then it starts to... Especially when that opponent's
0: already the underdog, yeah.
1: Right, like I remember when um, the day that Brit, Dr. Britt Baker DMD won her women's title against Hikaru Shida. Uh, WWE very suspiciously put out a full-match YouTube of Nia Jax's debut on Raw where she beat Dr. Britt Baker <laughs> when she was a jobber. <laughs>
2: so,
1: so it's like, oh, okay, you're trying to say that these people are jobbers. like, But right. listen, like, WCW did. They used to have the, where the big boys play, and they used to show these clips of WCW guys beating guys that were in the WWF. Yeah, I
0: think that's fair so, game, yeah.
1: You know, it, it is, but you don't if you're a top person – like a hulk hogan back in the day and and you're just saying like all these people are below me and mm-hmm. better than me and uh and then you know that's cool if you generalize it but if you start really specifically saying certain people and you're like that dude's a jobber that dude is a peon billy kidman I, is a nothing <laughs> yeah
0: billy kidman could <laughs> flea market yeah <laughs> yes
1: yeah i remember that yep. which they turned into it they did the whole thing to turn it into an angle yeah but yeah, like yeah, like Seth doesn't pipe up, you know. Right. I he's in a cush position, but Seth's contract's coming up eventually too, and maybe he's going to be in the same spot that John Lee's in, right. where he has options, and maybe he will be able to feel more um, uh, liberated to say things without the punish, without the consequence of punishment. Right. The problem is the consequence on is always there when you work for a big company, and we try to emphasize this on the show. AEW started somewhat small, but AEW is a big fish. Oh, yeah. It is not like the little company that did. It is a big-time company.
0: Well, I think that leads right into kind of where we're going next is talk about contracts that are up. A lot of the rumored contracts that are expiring are these, quote, AEW originals that you just don't see on TV anymore. Like uh, a lot of these rumored ones that are are, are up, like like, I think like Peter, Joey Janette. is one I think is rumored mm-hmm. to be up. Uh, these are the guys that in the early days, like you said, when they were that small, small fish or uh, smaller time company, these were the guys that were there every week. You know, uh, last time Joey Janela was on Dynamite, <laughs>
1: like, it's been a while he yeah. just wrestled on Dark uh, against I think Lee Moriarty. Yeah,
0: so so I mean they they've expanded so quickly that they kind of have the same problem that WWE had, uh, you know, where they're a bluster, you know, and so. I think it's interesting that you, you ask the question, how is it different from WWE releases? Because on social media, when WWE releases guys, you know, it's like... It looks like, cutthroat. Oh, yeah. Like, our the hands go up, and everyone's uh oh my god, why? You know, whereas AEW is about to let a lot of contracts run out, and I don't they think... They let
1: them expire. Right. I don't, I don't think <laughs> we're going to see, see the same in the response.
0: Hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, for me, it's a pretty simple answer. It just goes back to the default of WWE has betrayed the fans' trust so much that they don't—they don't get the benefit of the doubt like AEW still does from fans. That's you know? a good point. So, and again, I understand what WWE's business, but sometimes it just feels so personal that it's just like nah. No. The
1: other—the yeah. other problem with WWE is that sometimes they do act with malice. Oh, a hundred percent. They will throw in, I mean, they don't throw it into the language of the press releases. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I rem- you know, but it, it's also very reactionary. You know, Nia Jax, who I was watching, she got that news that she was released the day, like a day before that she decided to take a personal break and she had called Talent Relations to tell them, I wanted to, I, I want to take a longer break. I, I'm, not, I'm not ready yet. And yeah. next release, Ric Flair complained about how Charlotte was being pushed. Literally got released the next day. <laughs> now, are these people asking out of their contracts or not is another story. Some people, um, it, you know, it's, it's not, it's no different from like what you see in sports. Like players can demand trades. Yep. Uh, it does it look petty. Yes, it does. Yep. But, it is a it is something that you can try to use for leverage to do that. Mustafa Ali asked for his request on to twi- uh, to be released on Twitter. Yeah. Is he going to get it granted to him? No. Brian Kendrick is because Brian Kendrick is in his forties.
0: Right. <laughs> Brian Kendrick <laughs> ain't going Ali to dynamite. Is
1: his, <laughs> Ali is in his prime. So yeah. like I understand why you want to hold back on letting him go. You know, not everybody gets what they want. Just because you, just because you feel like you could do better elsewhere you should think uh pen to paper i mean that's all i can really say about a situation like that but yeah like wwe they do act with a little bit of malice you know from a business standpoint like they take every they take every advantage that they can get out of leverage of like oh you want to do your like sasha i think this happened with sasha banks a couple years ago we're like oh oh you're unhappy huh well we'll just pay you to stay at home until you're ready to come back because we're not releasing Right, and you know it actually paid off because Sasha Banks is still there. She's still a huge name star. Charlotte Flair can't get along with Becky Lynch. They're freaking fighting half the time. She's in the she's wrestling Ronda Rousey probably at WrestleMania. <laughs> right. Like you make your choices, and there can you have some top EW that rub people the wrong way? Absolutely. CM Punk in the past has been renowned. Oh yeah. For- You think Colt Cabana's
0: happy that he's there?
1: No, of course not. Like, and I know Leo Rush and Mark Henry had to have like a real awkward tête-à-tête when they got when he got to AEW. But and you have to get you know sometimes you can just get past it and you know even the most even like even like remember Karen Angle and and Kurt and Jeff like they made that work and that was the most toxic thing I've ever seen. (laughs) But they made it work and they turned into an angle for for Christ's sake. So. You know well, being we talked able about to... it
0: earlier in the show matt and jeff and Lita,
1: right <laughs> like sometimes you can overlook those things for the sake of of better business for you, for each other and you know trying to get a push but i mean i guess i'm just sort of circumventing the whole issue but the, the 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 at the end of the day like all i was saying is that aw has situations with contracts where they let them lapse yeah but it feels like it's almost the same strategy that wwe uses I think the only difference is that WWE strategy is much more cutthroat much more it's just business pal type of strategy whereas for the AEW it's like they they kind of put out this idea of like oh we gave them all the opportunities we had and the, the time in their contract just run out it's like yeah but if you valued them as much as you said you did you would have resigned them
0: right exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: but listen it's like cap space and you know, right, I mean not everybody can say and like, They're not the same caps if,
0: like, if, you, if, you're, if you're really wringing your hands At like Peter Avalon might get let go Like you need to take a step back And understand the business Because like Peter Avalon isn't Bringing in any money for the company I hate You can saying only that.
1: lose on Dark so many times
0: Exactly, right. yeah, so anything They might be, they might just let us contract laps And pay him on a per appearance basis And look
1: at Fuego Del you know? Sol, Fuego Del Sol is popular now So right. guess what, he gets pushes he gets And he's got a car, money.
0: you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for now. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Till Miro comes back. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. So I, I think the other thing, and we don't really need to, to hatch this. This has all been said. Is I think where a contract expires, you're at least free to go. Like you could show up the next day somewhere else. Whereas the WWE releases, they always do that ninety day thing. Like not only you're fired, you can't work for three months. So.
1: And I do think we're seeing a quote hard cap. Like I, I hate to see, keep using these vernaculars. I think we are seeing it in action, where you're seeing these lapses of these 90-day no competes for the former WWE superstars. Yeah. But they're not popping up anywhere. And people are like, yeah. why? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong is you can't freaking bring everybody in. Right. And maybe these wrestlers or performers or talents, Killer Cross might want to act us uh, uh, and or right. do independent stuff. Bray
0: Wyatt might want to be like a a. It's horror, dude. I don't know, like,
1: right. And now, now, if you're in Ring of Honor and they close the doors on you, <laughs> like Jay, like Jay Lethal and Matt Taven, yeah, you need work. Like, well, there's an impact to make an angle out of it. Good for you, man. At least you got a job. I think you if know? you're
0: a Ring of Honor guy and you need work, you just hide under the ring until somebody's going for a chair. That's that worked for one guy. Uh, we'll talk about him in a couple minutes. That's how Danhausen debuted. But Danhausen <laughs> Yes. Oh very evil. Very evil. Oh. We'll get to him in a couple minutes. But yeah, I, I think good conversation on the contracts is it's it I, I I can recognize as a AEW fan more than a WWE fan, I can recognize sort of the hypocrisy of fans who just wanna point fingers at WWE but turn a blind eye to AEW letting go guys. You know. Um anyways uh some people that are not going to be letting go of course is our world champion hangman page who is feuding with the Murder Hawk monster lance archer uh and jake roberts and uh gosh uh, dan Dan lambert dan lambert yeah what the heck what a dude um yeah so uh that's february 9th texas deathmatch in atlantic city i think it's pretty simple obviously hangman page is going to retain i do think it's kind of cool that they did a thing where uh Lance Archer just blocked the buckshot, like, nope, hit me with that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But they protected
1: it by by Paige getting out of, I think he was trying to do a chokeslam. Yeah. and he clotheslined him out, so it's kind of like that... Yeah, he still got you, ir- Irresistible but... force, ir- immovable object thing,
0: yeah. yeah. I think it's a fine little older feud. Um, they'll have the text... Deathmatch. Paige will win, and he'll move on to something else. That's not gonna. That story's not gonna extend. It'll be a
1: fun, violent match. I remember Archer had a really good violent match against Moxley. Yeah. Earlier last year, so yeah, th- it'll be. I, I think the match <clears throat> will be interesting. I mean, I'm scared for Hangman. Man, this dude bleeds all the time. I know, right? like <laughs> he's, he's like Steve Carino.
0: <laughs> right. I know. I mean, how how do you think his title reign has gone so far? How do you feel?
1: I'm fine with it. The problem is that he hasn't had that many at bats yeah like, i agree he's only wrestled i think three times Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just not enough and that's two, my only issue. obviously
0: two of them against danielson but i feel like in both of those matches at least the 60 minute match i think danielson came out of that one as people gushing over him versus page right
1: like, i get that- the idea you want to make out hangman as AEW world champion to be the special attraction sure i understand doing that and i'm not trying to be vince and say oh we need to work our guys all the time you're on a talent contract you get to get and wrestle i'm not saying that it's like it, there is a point where you have to at least like have him wrestle a few
0: times right even a tag you know? match you know like throw right. tags, something like i i think it's interesting i think so far the way i look at it is he out wrestled danielson he's gonna outfight fight uh archer and so then he's gonna maybe have to be outnumbered against I don't know maybe Cole and the Bucks or Cole. That's and That's I'll give the Dragon Jericho
1: something. and Mox they wrestled all the time when they were the champs. Yep,
0: yep. And Daniel or not Danielson, but Page was wrestling leading up to his title win. Like when right. he came back, he was wrestling. You know, maybe not every week, but yeah, uh, it's tough. Uh, I, I don't think that the title reigns like bad or anything, but like you said, I, the special attraction thing isn't working like it should. Yeah. At the very least, like maybe he doesn't have to wrestle in a match every week, but he should have a significant segment every week, not just a couple minutes. I think he should be given more time than he's getting. So, uh, Who do you think he's going to actually move into a feud with?
1: Like leading into Revolution?
0: Yeah. Mm. Like, Do you think it's the Punk MJF winner? Because like, there's no I, real red if,
1: if I had to put my booking glasses on, I would say like, and MJF are going to have a rematch. Okay. And Hangman will wrestle Danielson again.
0: Okay. Yeah, because like I said, there's not a lot of breadcrumbs there to like pick up where it's hard. I
1: thought, hard right I I thought yeah, for a yeah, minute it was totally. going to be Adam Has Cole. Has anyone taken a picture of Tony Khan so we can look at it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Has anyone found it yet?
0: <laughs> I actually <laughs> did, did hear it. Has
1: was director hired a new coach and had a press conference I was
0: li- I was listening to a review of Dynamite over on Post Wrestling and they said uh, Tony Khan had like a uh, on-air promo for just not a promo but he was on on screen and like yeah I think somebody dove were, into him and, some, go and, home position, and john yes. pollock was like did anyone screenshot that to see if he had any notepads anywhere?" <laughs> so
1: oh you know he learned the lesson from that right exactly for those who don't know um i think we i'm sure the people who are aw fans who listen to do know that he had a picture from the Associated Press and in his hand is a sheet and he was fantasy booking full gear which was a month away
0: and it was almost 100% perfect right yeah yes and one of the only ones that was wrong was Moxley who entered rehab so like, and
1: Punk and Wardlow yeah yeah that
0: one <laughs> ended up being a weird but um, <clears throat> I also think that I thought that maybe Paige was going to go into a program with Adam Cole, but that seems Cole seems to be going a totally different direction now.
1: Yeah, they're doing this whole thing where he's like the Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, and and like to
0: to Red Dragon, like Red Dragon is Randy, and. Logan is the Bucks. Yeah, like it's really weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. I still think Adam Cole's pretty entertaining, and I don't think it's affecting his his match with the one Cassidy with Cassidy. Fun. Oh, it was real fun. Yeah, blast. I right, even right. like the ending how Cassidy kind of gives him the the best friends hug. And then just slowly looks down and Cole realizes, oh my gosh, you're about to suplex me off this stage. If I ever
1: get into a fight with another person, that's exactly how I'm going to end the fight. Yeah. If we're in an elevated position, I'm just going to bear hug him, and we're going to fall together. Yep. <laughs> Listen,
0: <laughs> This fight's ended whether I win it or not, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, uh, I also thought the mixed tag was a lot of fun with uh, Cole and Britt versus um, – Cassidy and Chris Statlander, I thought yeah, that was a pretty, pretty good. Yeah, Cassidy
1: giving the lame-o kicks to, um, to Britt was funny. Yeah, that was pretty And it was cool. a good match. It was a solid match. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's that's what that's what I like to see out of Chris Statlander. I think Chris Statlander is a someone on the women's roster that could use a lot. Like I think she she could be used in a much she's bigger way than she up is. Up
1: with a feud with legit Layla Hirsch because they're pushing. Le- they had legit Layla Hirsch win on Elevation and Dark in yeah. the same week.
0: And in Rampage too, like, not that long after that, right? Didn't she kill yeah, Red Velvet? Um,
1: yeah, she beat your favorite wrestler, Red Velvet. <laughs> yeah, <my favorite. laughs> But no, that was a The other thing I have to say about the ending, though, uh, Cassidy versus Cole, where they, they – it was a great-looking spot where they fell through a platform. Yeah. Bryce Wempsburg, he must have been a wrestler because he, like, did this incredible move where he, like – he was about to, like, fall face-first into – like, because it's bent down with, from the wooden platform cr- from them crashing through, and he has to pin. Yeah. Uh, to count the pinfall and he like falls face first and he like catches himself and he's pinning him while his like he's like his body is like perpendicular to the to the like the sky it's like how did he even like not fall so right. like Bryce Rosenberg is a very good referee he's under,
0: under the tutelage of Mike Quackenbush I think is uh where he picked that <laughs> yeah. one up so but um yeah that's also again to talk about this match. This is where Danhausen debuted. Danhausen is a ring of honor guy, but more of an independent guy. If you're a listener, you don't know who he is. Gosh. Evil
1: Santino Marella. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like cuz somebody asked, I was in a group chat today. It was a North South Connection chat, and somebody said, "What's with Danhausen?" And I'm like, the best answer is kind of like similar to Orange Cassidy, where it's more comedy. It's more of a, more of an act than a wrestler. You know, like, if you want to watch a four-star match, don't watch Danhausen. You know, don't watch him. But if you want to be entertained, he'll entertain you. One of his yeah. big spots is, I wonder if Tony Khan's going to buy the rights to Tequila, uh, the song Tequila, the old Pee Wee Herman song. Because that's one of Danhausen's big things is the dirt, 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 That plays and Danhausen kicks to the beat. So <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it's... I don't know if that will work in a bigger crowd. So there's, some, there's some independent stuff that works great in the Indies, and then you put it in, a, in front of 6,000 people, The way they and it dies a Cole's them, hard death.
1: <laughs> the way they introduced him is funny. Yeah, Where it was. Cole's trying to get a chair from under the ring, like you said, pulls it out. Dan Houser comes out with him. He does, like, a, his pose, yeah. but he does nothing. Yeah, like, very leaves. Orange Cassidy-esque, <laughs> yes. And even Orange Cassidy, who is, like, the the uh the one who sticks out like a sore thumb all the time even cassidy who's embroiled in this brawl he's looking at him like who the fuck is that guy (laughs) (laughs) which it was kind of funny because it was like that used to be orange Cassidy who did that now danhausen is the new sticks out like a sore thumb weirdo right so
0: i thought it was cool um, it was a legit surprise too like i didn't hear any no one knew i don't
1: think anyone knew that he was coming
0: It, it was pretty cool so
1: so, and um, by the way, one million views on YouTube. The Danhausen part. Oh, very even, so, very I mean, good. <laughs> <laughs> Watch him 1 be just be.
0: He'll just be like homicide. Just that one appearance, and it never shows up again.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think that was the only debut th- this last two weeks on Dyna- on for on Dynamite or any of the shows. Yeah, for I think for so. A-W. And we I mean, some to- maybe some some jabronis, but like nobody that or enhancement talent. Let me respect yeah. them, but like nobody that would be like super like noticeable of like oh I haven't seen them uh before in AEW yet but it was yeah. really just Danhausen.
0: yeah I think so too I'm kind of racking my brain it's I mean there's a
1: rumor that there might be a big debut um on the upcoming Dynamite once it, uh, people will probably already yeah well before we went on the
0: air you gave me your prediction you want to put it uh, into the podcast yeah
1: I, I'll guess it's Keith Lee
0: I mean if they're hyping a debut, it's got to be somebody. You know, it's not just going to be... Uh, uh,
1: well, it came from Louis Dan Gore. Now, Louis Dan Gore is also very... He works for Give Me Sport, uh, which is like a British publication, but he's like very much in the WWE No, Okay. So I wonder if it's a former WWE so, guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, Keith Lee's as good a guess as anybody. I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool just to see like Regal show up. You know, I think that'd be pretty. What weird. if he says
1: war games? He just comes out and says just, war games. And just leaves. comes
0: out, looks at Red Dragon and Young Bucks, war games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Adam is like, not again.
0: <laughs> Dan Housen pops up, very evil. You know,
1: you know. God damn, you know what I'm thinking, man. We, I mean, we'll probably have time to talk about this in future shows. But what if they do? What if they do blood and guts for a big show upcoming?
0: Mm-hmm. And they,
1: they just have Regal just scream blood and guts.
0: Oh yeah, they could. I mean That would be funny. I think their natural progression of the, the Cole Bucks the Miss Elizabeth storyline is that Cole sides with Red Dragon and Kenny comes back to side with the Bucks. And we'll I see, wanna see
1: Red Dragon in a match. That's the thing that's yeah, disappointing. like disappointing. Same I here see him
0: wrestle. Same here. I mean uh beat downs are only go so far. So uh let's talk about some other stuff. Uh, Andrade is now involved with big money Matt Hardy. Uh talk about a step down. Uh <laughs> Um, the HFO is now the A-H-F-O or something like that. I don't the know. The
1: A-H-F-O sounds like a stock option yeah. for, like,
0: yeah. it's like
1: it sounds like a portfolio for, like, an oil tycoon. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> that,
1: where they stash away the super PAC money. <laughs> like, like,
0: I think Matt Hardy's group is the lamest group on AEW. I will say this. It does seem like Andrade's kind of going after Darby Allin, and that could be a heck of a match. So... Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we've also got Santana Ortiz are breaking away from Chris Jericho. Jake Hager is a guy that I think could just have his contract expire. I think we might never see Jake Hager again, and that's fine. Oh, don't like, tease me like that. I know, right? <laughs> oh, here's, here's the one. Here's you want to tease me. Tell me Marco's stunt's gone forever. You know? <laughs> like,
1: Marco's stunt popped up on GCW with, uh, uh, with, a uh,
0: Hornswoggle. Oh, yeah. Uh, for- uh, Do you see where else Hornswoggle popped up? <laughs> He was on no. Tucker Carlson's show on Fox News,
1: <laughs> and you know what's you know what you know what's sad? That was the realest conversation in the entire episode. <laughs> I didn't see it,
0: but I just I saw on Twitter. I know what it's probably
1: my... about. It probably has to do with Peter that story Dinklage. about Peter Dinklage yep. being mad yep. about how they constantly uh, demean little people in because they're redoing Snow White in the Seven Dwarfs. Yep, that's exactly. And what it was. because it's culture wars, this is what we're going to talk about instead of you know like wars, yeah, actual wars. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Tucker Carlson should be in AEW. I think that'd be great. Um oh, but yeah, I heel.
1: well, I don't know. It depends on where we are. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. But it's like
1: it's like a Bret Hart Canada thing. But it depends on where we're at.
0: If Jake Hager's gone and Santana Ortiz break away, I think the inner circle's pretty much not a thing anymore, huh?
1: Yeah, I think they're trying to devolve away from it and I don't know if they're totally done with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia yet. By the way, yeah. shout out to Daniel Garcia. He won the Battle of Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, I saw WWE. that. That's pretty cool. Speed uh
1: Speedball Mike Mike Bailey. Bailey? Yeah. Never heard of him.
0: I've heard of him, but I've never seen him. Me neither. So, um I feel like 2 months ago we were hyping up 2.0 and Daniel Garcia as kind of like the new hot thing, and I feel like The Acclaimed has kind of stolen their juice. Like The Acclaimed yeah. is now the new in a big position, but they always lose type guys. Uh, and I think they're really rising to the occasion. I think they've improved a lot, especially The bowling's. crowd is
1: getting to a point where when Castro is comes out for the battle raps, they're, like, ready to go. Right. Like, it's not one of these situations where they're, like, booing him because he's saying heelish things like now they're like digging it oh it's almost like the new age outlaw i
0: was just gonna say it's it's like like uh caster is the road dog who does the whole thing and then bowens is just the and if you ain't down he just says the acclaimed it's like he just has the two lines that he screams but it
1: seems like they're keying in on a singles push for bowens
0: i think so too yeah he
1: had a very good match with john moxley Mm -hmm. on i want to say dynamite or Rampage. It, I, I think it was Rampage. It was Rampage because Rampage was also live. They had two This was one of the rare occasions where they had two live shows in the same week. They mm-hmm. had Dynamite and Rampage both go live in Washington D.C. Yeah. So, no one knew the results of the Rampage until obviously because it was live until Friday night and it was Moxley and Bowens in the first match and it was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and they 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 had the tag match with Sting and Darby. Uh, yes. where they basically took Darby out right away with a nasty, like, put a chair around his neck and ran him down the ring apron into the corner, and, like, he basically had to leave for the whole match. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they got the boom... I think they hit Sting with the boombox or something. I don't know, but they, they, it seems like they replaced 2.0 is where I was getting to. It's like the the heel team that looks good, but they lose all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just think they're, they they kind of got that that... Crowd buzz where they're not going to stay heel for long, like the crowd's going to start cheering him.
1: Yeah, they get laughs, and yeah. uh, you know the, the 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 raps are funny. Yeah, they like, are. He gets a couple nice little quips in there. Like mm-hmm. I think I wrote a couple of them down. Like one of them was when he told Moxley when he was getting when when he was getting ready to wrestle Bones, he, he needs to keep his he needs to keep his um don't say don't no f bombs or something yeah. like that because like you said he said the he uh, he got the f bomb out in that first he promo mentioned the
0: gory mutilation self-mutilation kind of referencing the wwe uh, press release yes you know, yeah.
1: re- that was kind of funny yeah and um and yeah and he, he always has some jokes about kind of the political landscape of things like we were just talking about talk and um he, there's always one that uh i think he leans right i just judging by the <laughs> raps i think he leans right he always has some funny slam on biden always <laughs> which always gets a laugh so
0: yes yeah but um I mean it is wrestling fans.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. I mean listen, we uh, no, regardless of your convictions like you know you know the atmosphere that you are in.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if, if they're chanting let's go Brandon, it's not cuz Brandon Cutler's out there. <laughs>
1: let's <just say> that. <laughs> oh, they wouldn't have cheered that anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, Oh, gosh. What else did we see this past couple weeks? Oh, I love the hook match with Serpentico. Because that Serpentico has got this wild pre-match thing where he sprays these spider webs but then hook Mm -hmm. just started suplexing him and throwing him around and these webs are stuck to his feet the whole time he was getting tossed back
1: it looks like he's like suplexing a mardi gras costume (laughs) it (laughs) It looks so cool and it was not a
0: bad wrestler no he wasn't and it was a really cool
1: he just cannot hit that tornado ddt it
0: was a really cool (laughs) choke that hook used too it was like the katahajime but he like he was standing and he lifted him up off his feet i thought that was a cool hook is
1: yeah just a good just a good solid squash yeah. he was able to and i think um no the, the one where qt marshall when he was mad was i think the aaron solo match yeah and he just stepped
0: yeah. over uh the one where hook he did just... the alan
1: irison step over yep, that was so that was great great, man hook for those who don't know alan irison hit a jumper over teron lou in the nba finals in like 2001 yep. and uh lou was on the ground and irison made the shot and he stepped over him like bitch get out, get away from me and it yep. was so awesome
0: it was awesome too because that was like the Lakers were so dominant, and then that for that and one they were, game. They won that one. Yeah, for yeah. that one game, Iverson's like nah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that was great. They sent Hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so funny. Like Hook was such a, a a meme, and he really, really good man. Like he's he's living up to this manufactured hype. Like he's not just athletic. I think he's got the mannerisms down well too. Like this nonchalant, like oh, I don't care, whatever. He's so good at the little things already. Cook could. It's very, very early to tell, but I think and he's a
1: young, good-looking dude. Yeah. Like so, like when, like you know, for the female demo, that's great. And we've talked about this that the female demo is the one that the AEW struggles with the most yep. by far. Yep. You know, WWE always in the female demo. So you, I, I mean, if you don't have the inventory yet to put together. Could, like really, like to like have big name, recognizable female, um, female characters on a weekly basis. If you don't have Britt Baker on the card, then maybe you bring in you know kind of good looking guys. I mean that that's the same thing that WWE does. They get these guys that look chiseled. They look they look like they could be on a magazine cover.
0: Yeah, I mean um, Austin Theory. You know, like guys like that.
1: Yeah, Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara, the guys that I think w- one of his appeals is that he's. He's just this
0: young yeah, he's strapping, got that, that, he's young lad, that hard jawline, You know, like <laughs> <laughs> he's a pretty man. Uh, Sammy,
1: had, Sammy had a good week. Yeah,
0: yeah, he did. Uh, I, I was surprised. I thought Cody with batter match.
1: Yeah, the unification ladder match <laughs> yeah. for the two titles. Yeah, Sa- Sammy won. The Would
0: you say that was the best match of the last two weeks? Probably, huh? Yes,
1: I thought it was. Um, I did not like the beginning. I thought it was just a little too slow. I felt like Cody mm-hmm. had control of the first segment of the – it was, I think, a three-segment match because it went 23 minutes. And I felt like it went a little too slow because I think they were they were purposefully pacing it to try to get people into the wrestling portion yep. so it didn't just look like a Young Bucks-like spot fest. Um, I will say, I mean, by far the what the f move oh, yeah. of the – of the show, Sammy Guevara, springboard from the very top of one ladder, gives a cutter to Cody, who's on near top of another ladder, they hit it
0: perfectly,
1: and that's the kind of move that if you hit it wrong, someone could get hurt really bad, and, I mean, like, it looks so clean, like, Sammy Guevara is such a, dude, he hits everything so well.
0: Yeah, I mean, he also does. he did a swanton off a ladder onto Cody who was on a ladder and it looked like his his body like catapulted. <laughs> like it looked like it hurt him a lot more Now Cody, Cody gave
1: him a crossroads off the that little of a little bit of a yeah, like, that... I mean, Sammy bit of a little bit of a of like he adjusted right, but it looked like his face hit first. Yeah. like but it was a really nice match, a lot of good high spots. Cody was kind of feeding into the heelishness of it. Mm-hmm. That he was the favorite and Sammy had to overcome the odds in order to win. Um the Fuego interference I could have done without.
0: Same. Yeah.
1: I I didn't understand. But it was a very fun match. It was probably the best match I saw, uh, from, from this last yeah, week. I mean, really if good. I had to like random if I had to like randomly Bring up just a couple of other like Cole Cassie, which we brought up. Yeah. Um. And there was this one match on of all things, Dark Elevation. Penta and Wheeler Yuta had Ooh. a very good. match, So definitely check that one out. It's kind of near like the like the second to last match on that episode of Dark Elevation. This week. very good match because Penta cool. is wrestling singles now because Ray Phoenix is out with his um, elbow slash arm injury.
0: Yeah. But he's also all, he's wrestling singles, but he's also kind of tagging with Pac because. They right. both have unfinished business with uh, the House of Black, so that could be a heck of a match. Penta against yeah, Brody King up and Mountain Dynamite. Black. Right? Yeah, that's, that's that'll be, be a, fun. That'll be a lot of fun. And then, I wonder I'm
1: if Axe would wrestle blindfolded.
0: <laughs> that'd be, that'd be what nuts. If,
1: what if this finish is that he tries to do the, what's it called, Black Arrow? Yeah. Or what, what, what's it called?
0: Red Arrow or Black Arrow? I think it's Red okay. Arrow.
1: Yeah, he, he he. I forget it. I'm so sorry. It's an un- unbelievable finisher. Yeah. But he tried to hit it, but he can't see him. <laughs> that would be fun. What
0: if he wrestles with a mask on, and halfway through the match they pull it off, and it's Rick under there, <laughs> it's left over from <laughs> WrestleMania seven or six or whatever it was. <laughs> That's the big debut. It's Rick-,
1: <laughs> Rick. Rick Riddle. Dan Gore. Damn you! He, he sprays Malachi
0: <laughs> black with arrogance. <laughs>
1: Black Mist? Oh, it's Black Mist in a perfume bottle. <laughs> we should just...
0: Dude, Tony needs to hire us. <laughs> I know. I'll tag him. When this one drops, I'll add him on Twitter. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. But yeah, that'll be a heck of a tag match. Um. Uh, again, just to prove that we aren't all positive, there's been some some ugh stuff. I thought that the Jade Cargill against... um. I can't even think of her name. The, was the, it Anna? Did the, the Anna Jay one? Or no, the, the Hollywood or the, Blondes one. Julia Hart. Julia Hart. I thought that match was. Ooh, they just let those two girls out there to die.
1: <laughs> Julia was... could not. Julia could not do it. No. I mean, like, I mean, listen. She's she's coming along. She's been a manager for the Varsity Blondes. She might be leaning into being part of the House of Wax. She can't get rid of that eye patch, so Lord knows what's going on there. But, right. um, mm, mm, this was not a good showing. Right.
0: I, now, I think both now of them.
1: With, Jade's I think, with Anna J was better. Yeah. I thought that was actually pretty good.
0: I was gonna say I think both of them need to be in there with somebody who can lead them a little bit. Like Jade's a little better than Julia, but she still needs a lot of work. She's got such a great look and she's so strong. Like I mean, the the one arm power bomb on Anna J was really nice. That was awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. I. What did you think of that between the legs dribble thing that she does? It is dumb. <laughs> there are certain things that when you see it in their in their forum it looks cool like mm-hmm. you know batting cleanup like you know like but then when you do it in a wrestling ring it looks stupid right. like definitely a crossover dribble looks kind of stupid the only one who ever hit it re- really well was mvp yeah that was the only one who could do ballin'. it and make it yeah ball and yeah but i so saw i was looking at I, that kind of got me thinking so i was like i think she played basketball so because of her height so she did play at jacksonville university they actually went to the national championship game in 1970 and the star player was artist gilmore oh they wow. lost to ucla and uh um, ucla
0: at 70 was that kareem then uh probably yes, or, or Walton. It
1: was, yeah, yeah it was like either that or between when they had sydney wicks yeah. so like they like never ever lost in the 60s right in the early '70s, um, she played power forward for four years. She finished in 2014. She averaged eight point six and rebounds, thirty nine percent from the field.
0: Ooh, at power I forward. I mean, if you're
1: a big. <laughs> so she couldn't have been a center because if you're a center, you shoot a higher percentage than thirty nine. Yeah, yeah right? thirty nine for the for the not for the ones who don't know. That's a really bad... even at power
0: forward. That's a pretty bad shooting percentage. Like,
1: and uh, her partner, who we seen ringside with her daughter, which was a nice moment. Yeah, even cool. though I don't know. Doing that for a heel, they, they showed like, her
0: twice now the title yeah, win and then in a defense.
1: That is former Major League Baseball star Brandon Phillips mm. from the who played for the Cincinnati Reds for a long time.
0: That one doesn't ring a bell to me. Okay, hmm. Tony Phillips. Former me neither, but
1: it's just in my notes.
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha.
1: But no, she's like, I mean, looks amazing. She also claimed in an interview that she's being trained by Brian Danielson, which like now. Now I'm thinking Jake Hargill is going to have five star matches in about two months. <laughs> <Right. laughs> so exactly.
0: Look out. Yeah, I mean, listen, if Danielson wants to devote himself to the women's division, heck yeah, do it. I mean, well, it was
1: Kenny before that, and Kenny's on the shelf. So yep. Yep. also, uh, shout out to Kenny. He got COVID uh, during this time. Oh, so did he? While he's okay. on, yeah, that's what uh, Dave Meltzer said.
0: Kenny's uh, Kenny's protege, Riho. I saw in your notes, a broker collarbone in the Battle of the Belts match. So she's shown yes. for a little while.
1: Early on and finished the match. it mean, doesn't I, surprise me. Noticed. She's so
0: freaking tiny. Yes. You know, but...
1: I mean, and it's hard. It says three months. Like, I always think of... Col- when I think of broken collarbone, I always think of, like, Randy Orton. Cause yeah. R- but Randy Orton's had a history of shoulder injuries. Yeah. Uh, and then I think of Adrian Peterson, who was, like, out for three months. And that's what Riho is out for. Right,
0: right. So... um. Gosh, what else we got to talk about? I feel like... Oh, here, here's what I actually do want to talk about, because in his one appearance before, I thought Brock Anderson looked like the s- scrubbiest wrestler that ever did live. Uh, but we had Brock and Shoddy Lee took on FTR, and I don't know if FTR are just miracle workers or not, but Brock Brock Anderson looked like he improved by about 12 billion percent to me in that match. Like, Not that he looked like, oh, man, I want to see this guy every week, but he looked really competent. Like I thought that was really solid little match and maybe it's just ftr working their magic being the freaking best at in the world but brock was like the hot tag and he's like Mm -hmm. just like clubbing O's, and i thought he looked really good i thought brock looked pretty good
1: He's a spitting image
0: of his dad. Oh, he looks exactly like him. It's <laughs> insane how much he looks like. We his don't dad.
1: need. We don't need. A, we don't need. A, uh, what, what do they call it? a DNA test? <laughs> yeah, no, no, not at <laughs> all. He's even got the hair down. Like I I'm do. like, old as Brock.
0: I know. Like, <laughs> is he four Is he 45 too? And also, Shoddy
1: Lee. Shottie Lee is so talented. Like, yeah, that's a he's great good. He's bad. really good. But that was like a 10 minute match. And, and he's
0: the Shoddy Lee's the one that ate the pin too.
1: What about FTR trying to wrestle the Briscoes? What do you think of that?
0: I think it'd be awesome. I don't know if it'll happen in AEW or not. Yeah. I I think the Briscoes are an act. That's another
1: one who are rumored to have contracts coming up soon is FTR.
0: I I feel, yeah, I've heard that too. And FTR are almost like a Leo Rush in the sense that they're never happy where they are. They always think they're going to be happy somewhere else, and then they get there, and they don't seem to like it there either. (laughs) You know? Right. So, I don't know. Uh, I think the Briscoes, I really feel like if you're Tony Khan or TNT or TBS, you might be a little nervous about the Briscoes being on a live mm-hmm. television show. They're unbridled.
1: Yeah. They're very unbridled. You know, so didn't I, they do a promo where they were skinning chickens?
0: Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you should there's a really cool YouTube video where the Briscoes are on like their local news doing like weather reports. I'll send you the link after we get off the show. Okay. It's, it's it's pretty good. Like, Is it NSFW? <laughs> I, not too bad. I want to say they're in character, but I don't think they have characters. I think that's just who they are. That's
1: just them. And yeah. they were both world champions at Ring of Honor, yeah. Jay and Mark, separately.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's funny when you think about how long those guys have been around. Like they've been. Yeah, they, they just... I
1: think they announced an, an inaugural class of the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame for this eighth show. That I don't even mm. know if it's going to happen. Yeah. But <laughs> the Bristol... Briscoes are in their class. So, and remember the is that Punk might be, or Ace steals and then Punk's going to induct him. So, it's going to make cool. a show out of it. That's cool. The Bro, have I, been I can't long, remember it.
0: The Briscoes have been around Ring of Honor so long, that, and I don't remember which one's which. But I remember a storyline being that one of them was not old enough to legally wrestle in like, Massachusetts because he wasn't 18 yet. <laughs> like, wow. That was like a storyline that they had. Like,
1: I'll give you, I, you want to know how old the Briscoes are? The first time I ever saw them wrestle, their opponents were AJ Styles and the amazing red.
0: Okay. Yeah, so I mean what's that? 2003? One. <laughs> like, okay. Two
1: thousand three? One. Two thousand one
0: or Twenty years ago, man. <laughs> like and so even if they were twenty one back then, that, that puts them in their forties now. Teddy
1: Hart Teddy Hart was not on drugs yet. That's how <laughs> long ago it was. I'm I will take that back. <laughs> that is not cool to make fun of.
0: No, but I, I would I would love to see the Briscoe's F T R match. I just I don't know if it happens in AEW. Just because you know where it could happen if they do it in AEW is a pay per view. They announce that they'll be at the pay per view, but they put them on TV. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, right?
1: Like a dark match. Yeah, yeah. like a true AEW dark. <laughs> right you well, know I mean, how they do those light. you know how they do those lights out like we just had the lights out match with uh, yeah Carl we're actually gonna Cassidy. turn
0: the lights it's off like,
1: the, the show is over the lights will go out we have one more match but we know it's like for show right this is one where they're actually gonna stop the show <laughs> and they're like all right y'all can wrestle each other we gotta go we we gotta get back to jackson
0: please take <laughs> your kids home right <laughs>
1: <laughs> the briscoes are in a, and the reason why we're even talking about it, like at this extent the briscoes are a freaking great tag team oh yeah like I mean, they can have a four-star tag match in their sleep.
0: Yeah, and I've said this before. The other I think, stuff. I think I might have said it like even on the last episode. I would love if Rampage became a tag team exclusive show. Like Rampage is just for the tag division because they have so many good teams and a lot of them aren't even like even the FTR really are just spinning their wheels. Santana Ortiz spin their wheels just because there's only so much time in a show, you know. And mm-hmm. there's there's so many good tag teams. Uh, it's like yeah. an embarrassment of riches. So. Uh, speaking of tag teams, uh, uh, Jurassic Express defended against Private Party in a match that I thought would be a little better than it was. I thought it was fine, but I was a little they more... They gave him
1: time. I'll give him yeah. credit for that because it was yeah. on Rampage. Yeah, you put in your notes... I thought... One good match on Rampage. Yeah, right.
0: you put in your notes, I thought it was a pretty cool spot that I noticed too. It was like Luchasaurus was trying to go for the hot tag and I, I don't know which one it was and Private Party was like grabbing him by the ankles and then the other one comes and grabs him by his ankles and luchasaurus is just dragging them like his, <laughs> like they're his two-year-old children <laughs> to, to get the hot tag funny.
1: i thought of, i mean th- there are some great lols in AEW, like yeah. uh, even in the most random of places like even taz like singing everyone's theme songs on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <is> so funny <laughs> Like, there was a really funny one, like, um, so they're on Dark, and Lance Archer is obviously back, and he is killing Jobbers again on Dark, which is, like, that is his soul food. (laughs) And, like, uh, so, so they, Dasha Dallas announces, um, um, Lance Archer's name, and then the Jobber comes out, but the the thing is, like, Lance Archer, like, attacks the Jobber before they even get in the ring. Mm -hmm. So, and Dasha goes, and throwing his opponent into the (laughs) ring. <laughs> so it was it was just some there's always some randomly funny stuff. You know, Brett Baker was in Cleveland. They they went to Cleveland after uh those DC dynamites and she said that she yeah. is the only Baker who actually wins shit. Please <laughs> she's, <laughs> I <mean>, she's right. <laughs> she was shitting all over the Browns. She's a Steelers fan, so I get it. Oh yeah. But Yeah,
0: yeah that was good stuff.
1: She has not got um, the Miles Garrett incident.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh what do you think about the the tag title match that we're building towards like express versus the gun club any any interest in that
1: oh you mean the ass boys yeah <laughs> now that danhausen's there i i read that austin Gunn just or uh yeah i think austin or colton have trademarked ass boys and they claim that they trademarked it that if anybody uses it they can sue them <laughs> that's the gimmick but um <laughs> and uh, i remember i also remember this max Casper kept calling them ass boys and this battle rap, and they and they were teaming up. <laughs> and the Gun Club's like, dude, something, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Gun Club, they were building up to that because they had beaten down uh, Christian Cage. Snuck yeah. attacked him and now this is their um, this is going to be the match where they they were like, oh, we want to make a statement, and, and Jurassic Express is uh, going to grant them the title shot, and that was, you know, they had party one too, so yeah. they're they're kind of they're kind of gearing up. For all these tag teams, like they had teased on the first episode on TBS, where they had all these tag teams. Oh, look at all these challengers for the belts. So here they here they are going down the gauntlet. I highly doubt Gun Club will win the titles.
0: Yeah, I guess my my big question is: Will it be a decent match? I I don't think yeah. in I mean, AEW is actively bad to where I'm like, oh, this match is going to be terrible. But I'm not interested in watching that at all. I will I don't watch think it.
1: Holding Austin are bad at all? No, like not I, bad, I think but, they're solid.
0: But yeah, they're they're where they are for a reason. You know they're eighty-five and zero on dark and two matches on dynamite for a reason. You know, right? So I do think Billy's a pretty good, like evil, like prick dad. You know, like I think Billy's pretty good in his role. Where he's, he's big, yeah. He is. <laughs> I, actually, I was really interested in that where they jumped Jurassic Ex- Jurassic Express after the match. I wanted to see if Billy Gunn was taller than Luchasaurus. He's he's not, but he, okay. he towers over guys like Darby Allen and Luchasaurus is still so big.
1: I'll tell you who's way taller than John Silver, other than almost
0: (laughs) everyone. You want to know who?
1: I know Jay Cargill. (laughs) Because when Anna Jay wrestled him, John Silver was ringside for Anna Jay, and he's like right up in Jay Cargill's face. Jay Cargill's at least half a foot taller than him. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, first of all, either Jay Cargill is super-duper tall, or John Silver is a shrimp. I don't know. I I love John
0: Silver. I think he's really short. Yeah. If I had to guess, I'd say three foot two. <laughs> <laughs> <That you> guess. <laughs> He's on <laughs> S- Silver Swoggle. John Horn Silver. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, let me flee th- 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 through our notes here. Uh, Brock Anderson got COVID. I'm surprised he didn't die because he is elderly based off this. <laughs> 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 uh, I do like Okay here's something You put in your notes I like this little storyline They haven't really Developed much But Trent Is obviously back With the best friends And he's cool with Chuck You know he's cool with Orange But he does not like Lyla and it's they are like, not friends. Yeah, it's like this... he tried to
1: give him like the, and yep. Trent just totally shadowed him. Yeah, like, like
0: Yuta seems to like him and try to make it work, but Trent's like, F you. you know. <laughs>
1: like... Well, remember they had that Rampage promo where Trent Beretta says, uh, I don't want to talk about Wheeler-Yuta. I want to talk about me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Orange had the like kind of, so clearly they're going somewhere. that Wheeler-Yuta, like I talked about in the Penta match on Dark Elevation, super talented. Trent Beretta yeah. had a very nice match with Nick Jackson. I think Matt is still. In the conditioning protocol of COVID, so yeah, it was met. supposed
0: to be uh, Rapongi Vice. I'm right about that. that. Yeah, and then it ended up being the singles because of COVID, but but even as a singles match, it's pretty darn good.
1: Yeah, Trent won. Um, I, yep. I I put the name of the pile driver in the notes. It was I've never heard of it before. It was a pretty neat looking pile driver that Trent Beretta put on. It's called the Crunchy.
0: Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Let's see. We we talked about debuts. is the only one. where We got a debut coming up on Dynamite. By the time this episode airs, somebody will have debuted. Uh, Keith Lee. I'll, I'll I'll co-sign. I think Keith Lee sounds like a a good one. Like because it's got to be somebody big enough to where they're saying, "Hey, someone's gonna debut." Ember Moon. Yeah, it could be. Um, I don't. I, at this point, I just don't think Brian White's coming, and I'm okay with that.
1: When the yeah. Ratana, Yeah, I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I think either. he's just. I think he's just weighing his options, and yeah. that's okay. Yep. I mean, if you have the money st- stored from your days in WWE and you don't feel like you have this incentive, like, oh, like, you're not like a Ring of Honor guy where it's like, dude, we just need to find a way to pay the bills. Like, yep. I don't think Wyndham Tun is in that position. I mean, he was a super-duper star, well-paid in WWE. So mm. if you can wait it out and then you can make money some other way, like be- doing acting or writing or whatever, it's cool,
0: man. Like, do you do you. Yeah. He strikes me as a guy even though he's wrestling – bloodline, you know, like he's a rotunda. He strikes me as a guy who where like wrestling isn't the be all end all for him. Like I could see him just not being a wrestler anymore. You know, having said that, he's probably going to debut tomorrow and <laughs> will look really dumb. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we all, but, we all look like, how did we not see this? Right, exactly. But I mean, from what we know, I mean, obviously we got Punk MJF. I don't think any of the debuts would be in that match. Uh, Pock and Penta versus Malachi Black and Brody King. Maybe somebody debuts another part of the House of Black. I don't, I don't know who that could be.
1: Malachi was teasing that there is going to be one, yeah. but say,
0: yeah, uh, Ruby Soho taking on Nyla Rose. That's another one. So I guess an Ember Moon, maybe like Nyla Rose just pounds Ruby and Ember Moon debuts to, to make the save. That that could work. Maybe um, uh, we've also got a Rampage uh, Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. I mean, Mercedes debuted gosh weeks ago. Like, it feels like almost old news that they're finally wrestling each other now.
1: I think that'll be the main event, though. Yeah. Like, I, I know that they also have another one you're going to say, but um, I think that they're kind of, like, really give them a lot of time. Thunder Rosa can have a really nice brawl. Yeah. So, well, she reminds me almost of, like, Mick Foley, where it's, like, it, when she tries to do, like, a regular wrestling match, it's okay. Yeah. But when she, she gets needs to, to be like, wild all out there and get violent, she's fucking crazy. Yeah, she <laughs> like, needs to be wild.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, the other match, of course, that you mentioned is uh, Ricky Starks against Jay Lethal, which I think that that could be really good. Like,
1: mm-hmm. I, Ricky I, is getting more matches. I was worried about him with his neck because it seemed like they were kind of stowing him away on yep. the commentary booth on Rampage because either they weren't sure about clearing him because of his neck issues, or I, I don't know what it is. Maybe they just didn't have uh they they didn't have room for him in the mid card. But now he's getting uh, now he's getting more time also. Um, I I like that promo with him Tony, oh, the and beach. powerhouse Hobbs yeah. at the beach, and they're at Lake Erie, and it's fucking freezing. Yeah, well, the <laughs> only
0: beach-related thing in Beach Bash, <laughs> you know?
1: Like, is there a beach in Cleveland? There,
0: there can't be, right? What is it, Lake Erie? Like that's,
1: I guess that's a beach in the summer. Yeah, I mean,
0: I mean, I mean it, they do have it, Lake Erie does go that direction. I don't know. I don't we know. have
1: we have beaches we have beaches in Louisiana. It's called Mississippi.
0: Yeah, like. I, <laughs> I mean, Michigan. We have the Great Lakes, so obviously we got beaches all over the place. But I, I know Lake Erie does go down into Ohio. I don't know. Like trying to picture the map in my head, I don't know exactly where Cleveland is. I, I think that Lake Erie probably probably touches Cleveland, so they probably have some beaches. But it's Lake Erie. That's but it that's was a funny promo.
1: Powerhouse Hobbs, huh? awesome fur coat. Yeah, that <laughs> fur coat
0: with his overalls. <laughs> 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 yeah. And, so. and Tony's like, and, "Why and, the hell and, are we here?" <laughs> In his Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> but um, also to Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal's awesome. Like, he had that match with Sammy. And, like, again, it's like I mentioned, an embarrassment of riches, a bloated roster. Like, all these guys, I'm saying, why aren't they finding more spots for him? Like,
1: it's hard. A- at the expense like, of who? <laughs> you know, like. Right. It's the chart is pretty full. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why we're saying, like, beware. Like, there will be a point where you're going to see. A lot of these wrestlers, like, look, you're not. I don't think you're gonna see Brian Cage on AEW anymore. Right. Like, like and I'm not saying that you know Brian Cage is a malcontent. I'm saying that like there's gonna be they some where need... you just can't, you just don't have the room anymore.
0: Right. Well, even like Ring of Honor. So okay, all these Ring of Honor guys, Jay Lethal isn't even getting used. Like Jay Lethal was Ring of Honor for, you know, like if if Jay Lethal's bigger name than pretty much anyone. Out in Ring of Honor, I mean, maybe like a Dalton Castle or somebody. And if Jay right. Lethal's fighting for time and he's just getting table scraps, what what chance yeah, you got? You
1: know, and I don't want to get I don't want to dive too much into M, uh, Impact about they're like, going, but because uh, we have other shows that can do that for us. But getting Matt Taven was a really good move.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's. that's terrific- it seems like Ring of Honor is kind of headed that way, and that might be good for both of us. Especially if Ring of Honor is not a, not done as a company, and they are really in just a hiatus. Uh, a Ring mm-hmm. of Honor Impact War might be the way to to kind of help out both, and I think it would help impact more than the Impact AEW thing did.
1: What Would you think of Mickey James in the Royal Rumble? Um, I
0: didn't watch it, but I think it's she did come out to her hardcore country. <clears throat> yeah, and she was worth wearing- right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean how did she look? Did did they give her like any they didn't just she immediately good. dump her, did they?
1: No, 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 no. She looked good. good. So she was in there for at least ten, like maybe ten minutes. Yeah. So
0: I mean it's interesting. I feel like some people will probably crap on her because you know, she was pretty public about how WWE treated her and they'll like hold it against her for going back for the payday, but it's like listen, take their money. You know, yeah. <laughs> like
1: stay- and then, and you know, get a payday at NWA, and you know, yeah. I know. I money, know mate. Scott you... Coriscal always talks about power. So, uh, uh, yeah, man, uh, good so. for them. And uh, and there's other things going on. Uh, that, but we but we mentioned most of the kind of like periphery things involving AEW for the last yeah. couple of weeks. It's been a little quiet since the Cody News yeah. came out. I
0: think we're starting to get to a point where the indies, because AEW is not an indie, you know, but the indies now we're starting to see names pop up. You know, like. I consider Impact probably an independent, more so than AEW, but it, Game Changer Wrestling seems like they've got a different big name on every show, like Ricky Morton. <laughs> okay, they came to Detroit not that long ago. It was like a Kevin Nash show, like they honored Kevin Nash, and okay. R- Ricky Morton had a match. Um, not long after that, X-Pac showed up <laughs> Like at Game Changer Wrestling, so... Sean Waltman said he's going to wrestle again. Oh, yeah, he looked like he was in great shape, honestly. Like, he came out, mm-hmm. and he – I, I want to say he did, like, his spin kick. I don't think he did his bronzer And let me say for it. Sean
1: Waldman, he loves wrestling. Oh, yeah. He, like, he podcasts <clears throat> about it. That's yeah. where Denise Salcedo was from, mm-hmm. if you know who she is from – Fight yep. And The Observer stuff. And, like, he loves wrestling. I mean, he talks about it. He tweets about it. Mm-hmm. Smart guy.
0: Hurricane's the same way. Hurricane Helms tweets about Jamie it all the Holmes, time. Helms, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, Scott Scott Taylor, I just saw an interview with him pop up. Um well, he's one of the like, ones who
0: just got cut not that long ago. Well, he left before right?
1: so a lot of people were interested in oh, interviewing okay. him. They're like, Oh, what did you see that kind of lean went into you thinking that there were guts coming kind
0: of thing. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, I think I think <clears throat> we see all these names getting released from WWE and the natural thought is, Oh, AEP but as we've talked about at length, where can they fit him? And they maybe can fit one or two of these guys. Well, that leaves a whole lot of other people. And I think you might see them at the game changers at the PW. I don't know about PWG. They're not really, yeah. In. And
1: it's all it's all about timing. Like let's yep. let's give an example. Um, and I'm sure that I'm sure that WWE had this in mind when if Bray Wyatt got like Malachi Black got cut in. Um, May because debuted around June because he actually they had a slip up with this uh, no compete yep. it was thirty days instead of ninety
2: yeah
1: um if Bray Wyatt had gotten cut in May and not in August they would have had the quote cap room to get yeah. Bray Wyatt yeah Winning Rotunda. it's you know instead they got Black and or Tommy End and um uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that sort of po- I mean obviously Danielson like right. they. And Cole, like, that kind of fills well, up Well, even the
0: Fish culture. and O'Reilly, you know, like...
1: Right, and, like, there's... Now, there are some, like, Keith Lee, to me, is a no-brainer. Like, that's one where yeah. if you have him available, he, I would... I, as a fan, would love to see him. I don't know what their judgment about it, but Kyle O'Reilly was a no-brainer. Uh Like, there's a couple of them where, if they're on the market, I... I am not in, not everyone's in agreement with me about this. I think Johnny Gargano is a no-brainer, but mm. not everybody thinks that.
0: Sure. Yeah. I think Keith Lee's a no-brainer, not just in talent, but even in terms of, I mean, let's just call it what it is, like for relations, you know, I mean, AEW's big knock has been their lack of diversity and lack of minorities and mm-hmm. people of color. So here's, here's a, a black guy that's really, really good, just waiting to get booked. Uh, right you know kill two birds with one stone and and uh, you know a really talented worker who just happens to be african-american and push him to the moon who cares you know like just make him a steamroller
1: and that's what and it's kind of weird because we were talking about ali that's what happened with the former luke harper uh became Brody lee which was kind of the phrase of the title of this of this podcast is that what happened was he was asking, he publicly asked for his release, but they wouldn't let him have it. Yep. So they kept doing this push and pull where he was like, te- they were teasing that he was Bush, but he mm-hmm. would only like wrestle one or two matches and go away. And they finally cut him um, around the time of uh, like, like right before WrestleMania or maybe like before COVID happened. And what, what, what Brody <clears throat> Lee was doing is that he was sending tweets every week to so this day. You know what that means? Yeah. And everybody knew, like, oh, you're teasing us that you're gonna go to AEW, and then he eventually did pop up to AEW. And the greatest shame is that the show, the first show that was in Daly's place because of the shutdowns of Cody, that show was that show was going to be the debut of Brody Lee and Matt Hardy mm-hmm. in I think New Jersey, and that would have gotten such a big reaction. And it's just a, sh- I mean, not to make it off top, but it's just a shame with Brody Lee. He's one of the wrestling. Most- in AEW, and he was never even in front of a crowd. Yep, it's crazy.
0: You know, totally different subject, but Brody Lee's wife tweeted something, and she got a bunch of Amanda crap. uber Yeah, yeah. She tweeted something about the Rumble, and like, oh, shut up! I can't remember what that was now. Let me look that up while we're talking.
1: <laughs> if she says it's bad, if she says it's bad, she's not wrong.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just like an innocuous like comment, and people are like just crapping all over her. I can't remember. Are you saying so she, that I people on social it.
1: media are overreacting?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it looks like... She, oh, I, here's what it was. Big E deserves so much better. That's it. That's the tweet. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? He got a title reign, blah, blah, Because Brody just was a total afterthought in the Royal Rumble. Mm. And uh, Big E is one who was very, very close with Brody she, Lee. Uh, took he, it very, very hard.
1: He and Cody... Were the two people who, again, Brody's widow wanted to explain to Brody's son about him being sick and not being around anymore. Yeah. So they were very like very very close, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Biggie even brought him up like half like kind of like on the side when he had his promo after he cashed in the championship. So yeah. yeah. Very, if if very you want to see
0: toxic fans, uh, just read the replies of that tweet. Like they're talking to her as if they know him better than her. Like I I wonder if these people even know who she is. <laughs>
1: you know what I and mean? speaking of fans overreacting, a lot of people were kinda looking at the Cleveland thing like, and yeah. saying, Oh, that's where Johnny's from. So some people are kinda piping up, Oh, Johnny might show up, Johnny might show up. No Johnny. So yeah. it's like you gotta we gotta pump the brakes a little
0: bit. Yeah. Maybe Johnny's in the House of Black by the time this podcast comes out. Johnny Black Gano. <laughs> Johnny I don't know Blackheart Johnny Blackheart Blackheart Blackheart, Johnny Gargano (laughs) Johnny Blackheart Gosh Or maybe he'll come (laughs) Never Maybe uh, Gosh what's What's the What's the freaking cheerleader's name In the I can never remember her name Julia Hart Yeah What if Julia Hart Corrupts And like all of a sudden, the lights go out, and she comes on, and it's Johnny Gargano in her ear. And the story is that she corrupted herself into Johnny Gargano, and that's how they write her off permanently. <laughs> it's that Johnny Gargano It's Julia Hart.
1: Oh. This, the story is that Candice LeRae is very close to delivering their first child, so yeah, clearly so, he's focused on that. Yeah, he's
0: probably not going to be anywhere for a minute, though. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, again, uh, if you stuck with us through us bouncing around, you know, we used to do a little more rigid show i like this format better where we just kind of shoot the breeze you know we used to do a match by match uh here's what happened on dynamite here's what happened on Raw. there's I mean, so
1: much that goes on right that's the problem there really
0: is i mean like even even like we mentioned the andrade matt hardy thing like that just happened in like a two minute backstage segment that just was immediately mo- moved to something it's almost if there's a problem with dynamite it's that there's too much like they, they feel like they have to get all these people involved, and it's like nothing ever has time to breathe sometimes.
1: Just you just know? some random things I'm thinking about as I glance at them. What did you think of CM Punk beating Sean Spears? Oh, it was
0: great. It was awesome. <laughs> it was great because also coupled with the fact that like basically Wardlow beat him but didn't beat him. So like the comparison is like Wardlow can beat CM Punk, but Sean Spears can't even touch him. You know, So that just makes Wardlow look better too. You know
1: Cody uh, confirming the rumors that he's signing, he's he's working on a handshake agreement.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I don't, I still think, I still think Cody isn't fully truth. Like, I think he's always working, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if he really is, I don't really know if that's true or not. Like, I don't know what to believe with him, even if he's confirmed it. I am still hesitant. <laughs> you know? I will
1: say this: I think that fifty-one. Maybe I'm overreacting to this. Fifty-one percent of HFO thing that where Andrade got fifty-one percent. Mm-hmm. I think that's a joke on the Dixie Carter thing when they she sold no. Impact <laughs> Anthem and she didn't want to she but she wanted to keep the fifty-one percent. I don't know if you remember that story. Yeah, kind of. Yep, but maybe. That's just the way all corporate control interests. Maybe that's that if who's going to. Fifty-one percent. You have majority control. Maybe
0: that's who's going to debut. Not Dixie Carter, but uh, that woman that had an affair with AJ Styles. That's who's debuting at times. <laughs> Clear or something, right?
1: Maybe it's Dixie's husband. Yeah. What's his name? I don't even know his name. Yeah. Where's like Conrad?
0: Yeah. Get Conrad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's been a good, fun couple of weeks, and I think the next couple of weeks will be good too because. We're going to have Punk Punk, uh, MGF to talk about. We're have, I think, the Hangman Page versus uh, Lance Archer. I, I think it's just going to be a pretty predictable finish. I think it's going to be a heck of a match. And I think when we come back in a couple weeks, we'll have uh, the Road to Revolution a little bit more fleshed out. We'll maybe know by then who um, Hangman Page is going to be wrestling against, and we can talk about the upcoming card for that. But in the meantime, um, anything else you want to throw out there?
1: Uh, no, I want to see who's in the ladder match. I know. We- Warlo is going to be in it. Yeah, face of the revolution. So yeah. we'll see
0: there. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, other I mean, than that, I
1: mean, you know, it's getting interesting because WWE is sort of weaponizing themselves for WrestleMania, yep. and they're throwing their cards down the table with the big names. And uh, you wonder. I mean, I'm not trying to say that AEW is just count, trying to counter everything. The that WWE does. You if the ratings go up, football's out the way. Mm-hmm. you're the top programs on cable, maybe they feel like they need to up the ante a little bit. But if you're running out, like we keep talking about, if you're running out of the money to add names, how do you create the buzz? So we'll right. see if they try to really throw something dramatic out wise. Yeah.
0: And like you said, Road WrestleMania, if WWE still can put together a hot streak of shows, this is usually when it happens, um is this time of year. I will say I watched a little bit of Raw for the first time in forever. Ooh, how? <laughs> uh so here's here's what i saw um matt riddle who's he's not Matt anymore he's just riddle um the riddler so what i call him <laughs> uh he had a scooter race with chad gable didn't see the finish but it was 50 laps around the arena uh Tam- tamina brook uh were fighting over a title but it wasn't the how the. is title. tamina still employed there i don't know i think it was a 20 i'm not trying to title. root against
1: people having jobs it's just i don't get it
0: seriously um what matches did i see uh, the Miz beat Dominic Mysterio. It's actually kind of fun. It's only like a two-minute match, but the Miz did a pretty cool spot where Ray was standing on the outside, you know, and Miz went off the ropes and then just fell down, and the ref turned, and he's like, oh, he tripped me. And so, like, he said that Ray tripped him, but Ray's like, no, I didn't. The ref threw Ray out, and while Dominic <laughs> it all happened, he gets skull-crushing finale. And I thought it was pretty clever, like a little Eddie Guerrero-ish thing that the Miz you pulled think, um- on, the, on the Mysterios.
1: Do you think uh Miz's former partner John Morrison do you think he's done? Oh,
0: with yeah. wrestling. Uh with wrestling maybe. I could see him doing like if if like a lucha underground style project came that's like wrestling but but in a different way, I think he would get a, get in with that. Uh He's, he's good, man. I, I, I think he's a guy that WWE really wastes. Yeah, Taya
1: Valkyrie, we'll see. Yeah. I always enjoy Taya Valkyrie.
0: Uh, what else did I see on Raw? I know I watched something else. Uh, I watched a scooter race. Um, uh, Alexa Bliss is going to therapy. Did you know that?
1: I saw that one. I yeah. saw a previous vignette like a couple weeks ago.
0: I, sw- I swear I watched another match. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Maybe I didn't. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. Kevin Owens did a talk show with Seth Rollins, and let me tell you, for the life of me, I could not tell you which one's the babyface, which one's the heel. I have no freaking clue. I think, I think Seth Rollins might be the babyface. I don't know. Uh, and then Kevin Owens got beat by Austin Theory.
1: The the only the the only takeaway I could take from the Royal Rumble event is the same one I've had about. Just in general, with with the WWE booking, you know, just to kind of finish up our wrap everything up. It's just that the the finishes clearly are the one thing that Vince desperately, <laughs> clingingly holds on to. Like yeah. you can plan out whatever you want, but this is how it ends. Like he always wants the stamp of approval of like I want it to finish like this because the finishes are just so bad, so. Why are so, like, thinking about the next show to try to get heat, brother? And it just doesn't make sense. And it's just getting, like, he is not batting. His batting percentage is super low. That's All what right.
0: Who do you got to win? <laughs> well, Vince, we think Brock's going to win. And we think he's going to be in there with uh, these three upcoming stars. No, give me the bunny again. <laughs> <laughs> you think Vince just read that the, the bunny was a ratings draw, so he thought it was bad, bad bunny. <laughs> <laughs> put him in the <laughs> eliminate the butt. Yeah.
1: put Shane uh, out there <laughs> I don't know what week Wrestlemania is but I was just looking at the schedule and Dynamite will uh, AEW will be in San Antonio on the 16th 316 mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I don't I don't think he's coming <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Cedar Park Texas uh, on the 23rd and they've been there they, and then also, and then on the 30th, they actually, for the first time, go to Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, okay. Home of the Cox. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, I know he's not going to show up, but how cool would it be if on 316 Day Stone Cold showed up on Dynamite and just pummeled Jake Roberts one more time?
1: <laughs> they need to bring out Shark Boy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fishing line. <laughs> For those who don't know, Shark Boy was at, in TNA, and he would do like a Stone Cold Steve Austin
0: impersonation like, that was like ridiculously on. spot on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the fishing line. <laughs> Shark Boy said so. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, but yeah,
1: they're they're hitting the Southern Belt. You know, some uh, like Florida, Florida, quite a few times, and then randomly in Bridgeport, Connecticut, hmm. at the in, in the later part of
0: this month in February. Maybe Scott Criscola will be in attendance. Give us a, a live. I report. have no idea
1: where I, I'm. Look, I'm not from the East Coast. I have no idea. I think Philadelphia, Connecticut, and New York are all the same place.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, having been to, I know that Philadelphia. You can take a train to New York in like an hour, so they're close. I've never yeah. been to Connecticut though. Um, uh, ironically, though, a lot of the North South guys are in that area. Like uh, North South guys, place to be people like Glenn Butler's a Connecticut course. guy, uh, Scott Criscoll's a Connecticut guy, Justin Adam the Rhode Murray Island is, guy. Um, yep, Adam Murray is up there somewhere. Uh, I think um, Matt is right around there. Like we got the we got that Northeast pocket covered, and Jr. Sendero D'Amato is a wild man who just jumps from state to state at his at his I, I got to
1: I got to give credit to Roger Morissette the cowboy on his nfl show which everyone should listen to mm-hmm. uh with his, with his dad and uh and i think uh, jay yeah he said br- tom brady was retiring and that was a good before he announced it that was a week before Schefter said it
0: oh here's how we get end tonight okay we said like what wrestler is matt stafford well, who's tom brady is it roman reigns Just keeps on winning and nobody really likes him? In terms of
1: just, like, the likeness (laughs) or in terms of the totality of the career?
0: Yeah, let's go totality.
1: Ooh, that is hard. Yeah.
0: Because, like, someone who undeniably is great, but people don't really like him for whatever reason.
1: Shawn Michaels. Ooh, that's good. Like, Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, undeniably, either the greatest or one of the greatest. He's my favorite wrestler ever. Okay. But not everybody is on is on board with them like they like there's this brett or sean corollary on the internet so it's like you got to have i like them both
0: (laughs) oh yeah for sure yeah it's weird that you got to pick sides there like i understand why because they're just such intense hatred but i don't hate either of them so
1: but i mean like i mean brett uh, brett's great i mean steve i mean uh, there's so many but in terms of like just the total I, the thing about Brady it's like Jordan that it, like when they were done like done done, there was no dispute oh, and just not only there, not only there was no dispute there there was nothing they could do at the end of their careers to ruin the
0: legacy okay I just thought of two two other options for Tom Brady because one. Biggest biggest event, he always wins, so he could be the Undertaker. Okay, uh, that makes sense. I feel like John Cena might be the Tom Brady there. Wins o- a time, always ton, overcomes the odds. Always overcomes the odds, but you just hate him anyways. But he's still got a loyal fan base. He's from New England. <laughs> Tom Brady's John Cena, right? Like, did we just figure that out? <laughs>
1: He's from – is Tom Brady from West Newberry? I don't know. Does Tom
0: Brady <laughs> is Tom Brady wear a Peacemaker helmet in his spare time?
1: <laughs> I've heard that that is a very good show, I have Peacemaker, to. on HBO Max.
0: Yeah, I have to. I'm watching Daredevil right now on Netflix, and it's really bloody and violent. I love it. Re- so.
1: Remember, peacem- HBO Max is a Time Warner product. Are you yeah. sure that John Cena's never seen AEW like he claimed in that interview?
0: Listen – Somebody's debuting tomorrow night. <laughs> That's
1: all I'm saying. <laughs> you heard it here first. John Cena will be on AEW Dynamite, everybody.
0: Who's that running in to save Julia Hart? It's the
2: Peacemaker.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I'll end with this. Has someone, you know, I'm talking to somebody who's watched AEW on Dynamite. The Peacemaker versus the Equalizer. I think it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> And it's going to be refereed by Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> yeah. or Wonder Woman based on Black them. Adam.
1: Yeah, right. I don't know that people know that Dwayne Johnson's doing a DC movie coming up called Black Adam, which yes. I'm pretty sure we will see on TNT for the rest of our days in, <laughs> in the 2020s.
0: Yeah, and I bet it's going to be like sepia toned, uh, for just like every other DC movie, just a slightly off colored. It, it movie. is
1: weird. It was well. It is weird. It was weird. When you would watch, like, um, because John Cena and, du- and Dwayne The Rock Johnson are super duper stars. Oh, yeah. Like, they have become transcendent movie stars. Yeah. So sometimes you'll catch some of their movies, like, leading into AEW. It's just so strange. Mm-hmm. Like, but here's the difference. Like, when Hulk Hogan had Thunder in Paradise <laughs> and he was leading into Nitro. It was a
0: TNT like, movie. <laughs> what
1: the fuck is this? <laughs> like, yeah. like, John Cena was in the Fast and Furious movies. Dwayne Johnson is in... The Fast and Furious movies. Like, right. these are big-name shows. I get it. Not Thunder and Paradise. Yeah. We need to just get Murder, She Wrote Back.
0: <laughs> I agree. Maybe that's what Julia Hart can be. Like a, she can just do a typewriter at the beginning of every episode and just whip out that paper.
1: That's it's what like, TBS and TNT decided in their phony uh, AEW draft in the new year. They said, look, TNT, you can keep Hook.
0: We keep Sheldon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Senhook, bazinga! <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's a perfect way to end. Uh, again, as always, thanks for listening with us for two hours. Uh, as always, we welcome feedback. Let us know how we did. Uh, uh, rate, rate us, rate the podcast feed. Subscribe, do all that fun stuff that helps out the little guys like us. Uh, for Andrew, Reich, I'm Jordan, and I'm looking forward to with Andrew, have a good one.
3: Let's get to you.